everyone, and welcome to the November edition of Post Perez. My name is W.H. Park, and, and usually it's John Pollock who opens up the show and introduces me. But uh, unfortunately, John and I could not make our schedules work. And, and so I thought, okay, I, I want to do a show um, this month because I want to talk about the the big news, which is which is a uh, going to be kind of our second story. We're gonna we're gonna lead off with uh, kind of like uh, do some like warm up topics first, and then we're gonna get into the big Noah versus New Japan at Wrestle Kingdom Night Three in Yokohama on January eighth. We're gonna talk about the announcement. We're gonna talk about um, how how the tickets are doing, and which you know, spoiler alert, they're doing pretty well. But I, I could not do this show by myself because I don't want to talk to myself. So I thought, who who can I get? If it's not John Pollock, who can I get? And I thought, you know what? I loved talking to this person before about about on Post Perez, and I thought I'd, I'd contact him. And he is the most in-demand person at Post Wrestling this week. Not only is he is he going to be on Post Perez, he's he's already been on Up Next with with the lit one himself, Braden Harrington. He's he's got his own show with the Brigadier Martin Bushby that's been released this week as well. It's it's Andrew Thompson and Andrew. Thank you so much for for joining me, uh, fitting me in in your busy schedule. I appreciate you uh, bringing me back on the post for Reds, man. It's going to be a good time. It's, it's, it's a lot of pressure trying to follow up on the last one we did, but we, we, we're going to see where we go from here. Yeah, well, the big, big, the big news is going to be Noah versus New Japan, like the announcement, the press conference they had. A lot of the comments that have been made by, by wrestlers from both sides. But um, I, I want to start off the show, first of all. Like, how have you been, by the way? I've been good, man. It's been a very uh, eventful week. Very eventful year. Um, the year is almost coming to an end, so it's about that time, like where everybody's kind of uh, reflecting on all that they've done, personally and professionally. It's, it's, it's been a, it's been a, uh, been a, a up and down year to say the least, but a lot of positives. Can't complain. So yeah, man, I'm just uh, just grateful. It's exciting. Oh uh, yeah, we're gonna do the uh, the post end of end of year show soon, and probably gonna get like the email, like, hey, can you record something for us, and uh, <laughs> we'll play it on the show at the end of the year. <laughs> You know, like that—that's an exciting time. There we go, now for sure, for sure. But uh, like, like you said, man, we we are gonna start off with some 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 warm up topics before before we get into the, the the big stuff, which is of course the Noah versus New Japan show on January eighth. So I, I want to first talk about. Um, you know, as as of this recording, we're, we're recording this on a Friday night here, Eastern time. Right. And and uh, the, in the, in Japan, there's going to be a big show, uh, Andrew. It's going to be the, uh, the the Tokyo Super Wars show from Stardom. And I'm not going to do a preview of this show per se. I just want to kind of talk about some of the, the bigger matches and broad strokes because um, it's going to lead into the uh, the December 29th year-end show for stardom which is i think going to be their biggest show of the year it's going to be at uh i believe you know i've heard i've seen conflicting reports it's rio goku's uh sumo hall or budokan i think it's it's sumo hall because that's what it says on their official twitter it's mm-hmm. it's the uh but the the slate the the you know the the scheduled main event for that show for the december 29th show is supposed to be utami haishishida the the current and reigning you know uh world of stardom champion she's the holder of the red belt and she's going to be uh challenged by uh you know shiri who won the five-star grand prix and uh in, it's a rematch like it's their the th- uh, number three it's gonna and and uh, you know both of their previous encounters have ended in time limit draws so i i think it's going to be interesting to see like why what happens 
uh, on this show on December on November 27th, which is headlined by uh, Hai Shishida taking on uh, Shuri's stablemate from uh, Donna Del Mundo, Micah for the World of World of Stardom Championship. I, I don't think Micah is going to win because it would it wouldn't really be as big of a draw to have Shuri, uh, you know Shuri fight Micah. The, the big match, the big money draw right. is Utami versus Shuri. So like, I think, but I think this should be a good, good match. And I think it's really good for Micah to have this match because I think it, it's designed to kind of elevate her and to get her ready for the, the next year coming up to, to kind of join like the kind of the top level of stars in stardom. Yeah. Cause it, the, uh, like, like you said, it's probably going to lead to the, the Shuri versus uh, Utami match. Like uh, th- this is going to be the third time, but I'm going to say, well, as we're recording this, Likely, probably going to be the third time that Utami and, and Suri have have gone one on one. I think the first match was that the 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 one that everybody was talking about uh, a, few, a few months back, and then I think they went one on one. I want to say what was that uh, September? Uh, they 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 were in the the the, the Grand the, Prix, the Grand Prix, the Grand Prix. Yep. So yeah, and, it, and they went to time limit to draw both matches. Like the first one was like over sixty minutes, and this one, yeah. <laughs> the, the the one in the Grand Prix was only fifteen minutes or twenty minutes because that they does have a time limit draw of like under thirty minutes. So, which is by the way, this is something New Japan should adopt. <laughs> if like like for the G one is like you know fuck your thirty minute time limit draws or <laughs> or or fucking one hour ones. It's like I don't want to see this shit in in like COVID era. No 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 applause wrestling that's it's 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 terrible but anyways we're getting ahead of ourselves with the new japan talk but but other matches on this show are going to be uh, the wonder of stardom championship mina shirakawa taking on uh tam nakano who's just been killing it with these title defenses and they're both in the the same unit at cosmic angel so that should be a fun match i don't think tom's going to lose this belt i think she's going to continue going into uh the december 29th show as the champion and uh swa title real goku briefcase match so shuri is uh you know the, the briefcase holder yeah. she's also the swa title holder she's going to take on her her student her kohai her 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 uh, disciple in uh, Konami, who's in Oedo Tai. And I, I got to say, Andrew, this is probably the match I'm most looking forward to because this match was supposed to happen earlier this year, but because of Konami's injury, she could not participate. Oh, this. Yeah. But th- the history between these two is really deep and and i and i think they match each other so well stylistically that i'm i'm hoping that you know konami is you know like 100 ready to go and and it's gonna have i think probably the match of the night with shuri yeah say konami she had like she, she had like a cute something i, I remember i had wrote it you, you just reminded me i remember i had wrote a story about this last month and i know she yeah, she had been out of action for a little while so yeah i'm glad to hear that she's you know she's back in the swing of things did we talk about like her history with Sherry? Uh, uh. Do, do you know about the history with with uh, between Konami and Sherry? No, I'm not that caught up on it. Uh. Uh-uh. So 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 basically, um, so Konami was trained by WWE's Asuka when mm. she was in Japan as Kana. Okay, so she she was living with with Asuka in Japan, and then one day, you know, Asuka came came home and told uh, Konami, "Hey, I'm going to America." Because I just got signed with the WB. You got to find a new place to live. But guess guess who else was like kind of being mentored by Asuka? It was it was Shuri. And Shuri said, Hey, you come live with me. That's cool. Tra- tra- I mean, me. so, that's not cool that Oscar left her, but, but, but it, uh, I, I guess, but uh, like uh, I, I think that's a cool little that's a cool little uh, tidbit to throw in there. That's cool. So these these two are pretty tight. They like have a 
like a deep personal relationship that goes beyond like what you see in the ring or on TV. And so like, I, I think we have situations like that, Andrew, I feel it enhances like a, a wrestling storyline and, and a wrestling match. Yeah, for sure. And, and I know um, also on that, on that card, it's going to be like a, it's going to be like a, a three-way or four-way and, and the winner of that is supposed to challenge Utami for the, they're going to be the number one contenders of the world of Stardom Stardom, right? Yeah, so the the Wonder of Stardom number one contender match is Saya Kaivatani from uh, yeah, the Queen's Wonder Quest. of Stardom, Stardom. My bad. Yeah. Uh, versus uh, yeah, versus Natsupoi from uh, from Dono Damondo versus Himeka, who's also from Dono Damondo. So I'm, I'm going to say like if if Konami is not able to do that match, like the winner of that match could could just be slotted in and say, mm-hmm. well, you know what, I won this number one contender match, but I'm gonna I want to challenge. You and instead of you know the missing Konami, hopefully Konami can do the match. I, I really, really want Konami to be able to do the match. But uh also another championship match is gonna be the high speed championship match. And Koguma, uh, who's just kind of recently returned back to stardom, is gonna take on the current uh, champion Starlight Kid, whose whose transformation as a heel has been amazing. Like just the growth she has shown as a character from the kind of like really kind of the this white meat baby face you know, kind of being kind of the tag partner and kind of like the apprentice to Mayu Iwatani to joining Oedo Tai, like against her will, she was like, she like Mayu lost the match. So they said, we're taking kid. We're going to make her a heel. And then at first kid was not into it, but then she embraced it. And the it's, it's a bit amazing. It's just like, she is naturally a great heel. Did she, she, did she first make that switch on, on that show when, uh, Utami and, and Suri had that first one on one match because I remember I, was was that when she first made the when she first made the switch over because I remember they had lo- her her stable had lost the match and then she had to join because I, I, I remember I think that was the first time that I had saw her like when she had to you know go go to the other side and they were celebrating yeah. or something, something along those lines. Yeah, they they were celebrating. She was not happy, but like yeah. she she realized oh like like not also like story in storyline, but it's kind of funny how they blur storyline and reality whereas like she's like hey i can become you know i can grow as a heel you know like in terms of your character and like your and your work as a, as a professional wrestler but also like in storyline she's like i can grow by me heel. i'm out of the shadow of mayu iwatani and and i just think it's been a really great story it's one of the the, the better storylines that that and in stardom but it's like i by by saying that i don't want to say like stardom is full of bad storylines actually i think they're probably one of the best books promotions in the world in my opinion uh but yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to that i think it should be a fun fun match i don't see starlight kid losing this match it would make no sense um but yeah and then it's rounded up by cup some other other matches that we're not going to get really into there's not really that much to this card beyond that i think it's it's a fun looking card i i hope to get a chance to watch it later uh this weekend i probably won't watch it live as i have to work while it's going to be on so but yeah it should be a fun match and but i am gonna do my best to try to watch the december 29th show andrew yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, some of the matches that were on the uh, so sort of the undercard, well, well, or some of the matches that aren't really that uh that that hyped around. I know Hazuki is uh she she's like I know she's been back in the swing of things for like I'd say about two months or so now because I know she had retired um in twenty nineteen and then she came back and I, I know she did a an interview uh not too long ago and she was just more so the uh like on, on top of people asking her about coming back like she she was like really to the point where she was like I done with wrestling and then like it was like the constant people on twitter asking her you know when's the comeback and then she said the thing that 
really locked her in as far as like, okay, I, I know I'm gonna come back when she said uh, it was the Hanukkah Moore Memorial show. Like that was the thing that was like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm coming back. So I, I, I that was just a little um, a cool little tidbit. So it's it's cool to see her, you know, back in the swing of things because she she was she's like 20, 26, 25, like she twenty, like she's no early twenties. So like you know, that's, uh, you see a lot of wrestlers um, sort of making the decision to sort of step away early. So it was kind of cool to see her, you know, sort of find her way back around there. Well, it's, it's interesting because like when she, you know, announced her retirement, it was really strange because it's like, why would you be announcing? Why are you retiring? Like you're one of the like top prospects to become a main event player in stardom. And, and then when she, I was at her retirement show. Oh, for real? Yeah. I was at the retirement ceremony and like, she basically said, I didn't want to retire. Fuck startup. Making me retire. <laughs> and we're like, me and my friend were like, whoa, what's going on here? Like, it, it was a lot of controversy because like they still haven't said, like, it, it seemed like it was a forced retirement. And there's like a lot of speculation out there, like maybe something shady in, in, in Hazuki's family, like mm. you know, maybe some organized crime ties. I don't know. This is just like speculation out there. I'm not saying it's true or not because I don't know. But like, you know, like whatever the problem was like about, you know, like two years ago, it's done now because she's been back. And I think she's really kind of livened things up on on the cards. And like she has joined up with with uh, Mayu's, you know, unit, the main army of, of stars. So that's kind of interesting. And I'm really enjoying her work with Koguma, who's her, you know, she trained with her and they're, they're legit bed you know, really, you know, strong friends in real life. So this has been great to see them as a tag team as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for like what uh, the future holds for Hazuki. I think 2022 is going to be a big year for, for Starlight Kid, for, for Hazuki and, and for uh, Shuri. I, I, you know, I think, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be great if Shuri wins the title and she's kind of like, the spearhead to lead startup into like bigger and better things in 2022. You, you want to know what's going to be cool at that, uh, at that, that Rio Goku show in December 29th. I think, I think that's probably going to be with, when Julia returns. Cause I know, I know, yeah, I know she said she was going to probably, like she was aiming to come back uh, around that time. So I think it's going to be cool to see her, you know, whenever, whenever she come back from that neck injury. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to do something with the, the tag titles, the goddess tag titles, because she is, you know, co-holder of those with, with Shuri. But if Shuri is the, you know, the SWA champion and the, the world of stardom champion and the goddess tag team champions, I think something's got to give there. I think right. they will probably say you have to be one of these. You can't be all of them. And I think she, if she wins the, the, the red belt, that she'll be the red champion and, and give up the uh, you know the, the tag titles and the SWA title. I, I would rather like her and Julia lose them in a match. Like I, I'm not a big fan of vacating titles myself. Uh, but we'll we'll see what happens there, Andrew. Julia, bro, she like on, on top of on top of of course being a really good wrestler. She she has a cool ass look. She has a really cool look. Like I I think that's like one of the things that like for 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 people that um maybe not uh that like so tuned into stardom and they just like, sort of keep up through social media would not like I think people uh like drawn in by Julia's like her 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 unique look on uh that she you know sports to the ring and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean it, it's something that she's really adopted since losing the the hair match yeah, against Tom Nakano. <laughs> yeah, and like kind of just you know taking it as an opportunity. Excuse me, like just uh, uh, almost burping there, but I, but I held it in. Me uh, TMI for a lot of WH. Come on, uh, but uh, yeah, like I think with Julia, it, it's been great to see her kind of just experiment 
with yeah. like you know like her costuming and also her hairstyle who knows she hasn't been on tv for a while so maybe she's gonna have a like completely different like hair length and and hair color hairstyle it'll be it'll be fun to watch but i i think you're right i do think i mean we might even see her like on this you know this 27th show that's happening so? this weekend well maybe she'll make an appearance yeah no, not, not, not wrestle but like on the yeah appearance yeah, just appearance yeah. maybe maybe tease something for the for the 29th so she's gonna actually wrestle maybe you're gonna set it up on on uh this show because like obviously she won't be defending the tag titles on that show because sherry is going to be challenging for the the world title so maybe she's going to be challenging for a singles title who yeah. knows what we'll find out but uh yeah so that's stardom talk and and, and do you have any other topics you want to get into before we get into noah versus new japan for wrestling there, there, there was one more thing uh on on the on the on the stardom front like i i this kind of this but it is old news at this point but i just kind of want to get your take on it like uh i know jungle kiana had left uh stardom a while back like do, do you do you have it like any guesses or any like just you know just ideas on the top of your head or where you think she might land you think she might head over to the u.s you know any, anything like that just any you know any guesses on the top of your head i mean i talked about this with karen peterson like i i do think like you know like again it's like why is she leaving stardom because she didn't say she was like retiring she just said right. i'm not going to be wrestling for stardom and that like she hinted that she's going to become a freelance wrestler so i i can see her showing up in on the indies like you know being a freelance wrestler working for like sendai girls working mm. for ice ribbon working for you know um marvelous tons of promotions i think any any wrestling promotion out there that she approaches will will be like yeah we totally want you on our shows and like she'll be a draw because i i think there is uh she creates a vacuum with her departure from stardom because like she had a, a really strong fan base among the fans of stardom and i think they'll follow her wherever she shows up like in probably in the the coming year you know yeah for sure for sure but uh so so the transition to what you were saying the 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 big show january 8th man uh noah versus new japan so you know you know it was really interesting how this all came about andrew because like noah and new japan were like tweeting out like kind of the same at the same time, the same kind of information. They they were linking to to each other's like you know like tweets and shit like this. And then <laughs> they had the, the they had the press conference together, and they announced like we're gonna have on January eighth the third Russell Kingdom show of you know twenty twenty two. It's gonna be Noah versus New Japan. And and just to backtrack a little, Andrew, like when when New Japan announced that they were gonna do three nights of of Russell Kingdom shows. Okay. obviously January 4th and 5th are a given. They, you know, they, that's kind of like their lock-in. Now they're going to do two days at the Tokyo Dome. But then they announced that this a week later, they're going to do a show in Yokohama. And I was like, what? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Why would you, why would you even call it Russell Kingdom? Just call it like New Year's Dash, mm. you know? But then like they make this announcement and they say, oh, Yokohama and January 8th are going to be, you know, the dates and the site for this big show. Like this, honestly, like this is, this has taken over the talk of, of Japanese wrestling because like, we don't know what the next the matches are going to be. There's so much speculation out there. And, and I got to think that this has been in place for months because there's no way they decided to run that show without having this announcement already, or the, these plans, this show, already figured out you know what i mean yeah yeah no i i, I definitely uh can, can see that 
Uh, you want to know what? I think this this January 8th show has sort of, it, it, it honestly has more excitement around it than the Wrestle Kingdom itself. Like the well, I know it's a part of Wrestle Kingdom, but I mean more sort of dome shows. It kind it kind of has like more hype around it, and uh, I, I I think that is a positive and a negative thing. Uh, more more so positive because it's all within the threshold of Wrestle Kingdom, you know. So I I see New Japan coming out of this with a plus plus. Um, yeah, man, I I, I think the the New Japan and Noah show it's always a, a positive when two companies come together and present a show that can you know generate uh, income. Like you know, like I said, it's a win-win. Uh, I, I think it also somewhat shows how how, how much the, these, the pandemic has affected the wrestling scene in Japan. Like that, you know, you have to have these two major. Co- I mean, well, I, I don't I don't want to word it in a way like that, but like more so, I, I think it just goes to show you, like, you know, that that two companies who have been affected a lot by the pandemic had to come together and just be like, you know what, let's try to bring in as much as we can. And and I and like you uh like like me and you sort of talked about uh off air like I like this, this I, I think it's probably you know surefire thing that this thing is probably gonna be packed out. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like I I got it from from a source in in Japan, like who who's like involved with one of the companies, and I and I reached out to this person. And I said, hey, do you know what the the figures are like so far? And uh, they were like, yeah, there's no numbers out there like that he that uh, they could access and but they but the, the person was telling me that like the initial allotment of of tickets have sold out so like that's what they're running with it in the japanese press is like mm-hmm. oh this show sold out but it's it's not sold out it's it's what's been made available has been sold out and that new japan is and it is a new japan show like they're the ones organizing it obviously it's under the banner under the title of of wrestle kingdom and you know, like that New Japan is going to see, you know, okay, we're going to start releasing more tickets. I also think that they're going to try to see what the Japanese government is going to allow. And like, if things are going to open up more in terms of like, you know, like capacities and like, you know, what fans can and can't do at these shows, because I, I really hope just as a fan, Andrew, that, that noise, like people are able to cheer at the show. Yes. Yeah, I, I I hope that's the case, and especially um you know for the leading in we prior to that with the the, the two Tokyo Dome shows, I'm I'm hoping that things are um re- re- resembling re- resembling of what they were prior to the pandemic. I think the crowds, man, they add so much to it. Like just just hearing them, like audibly hearing them, it just it just adds a great deal to the matches. Like I, we, I'm pretty sure me and you can sit here like for thirty or forty minutes and and, and name the matches that we've probably seen uh in, in Japan that would have been what probably would have been rated so much higher if they had a crowd behind them because the crowd adds so much to it. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely along with you that I, I hope that that's the case. I want to talk a, a little bit about like, kind of like the, the history, you know, of, of Noah and new Japan up to this point, because there was kind of like this cold war between the companies because of, you know, things that happened like years prior in uh let me just get show up my notes here in 2016 like i don't know if you were following noah back then but like they there was this whole thing where you know minoru suzuki and suzuki gun left all new japan mm-hmm. and went to noah they did an invasion angle and they basically ruined the company <laughs> <laughs> so like so they're 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 bringing in all this like Suzuki Gun bullshit of interference and and stuff and they're like d- destroying Noah week in, week out 
And it's like, Noah fans responded, you know, very, very passionately by like not going to shows anymore. Like, so their attendance dipped. And, and then it's like right later revealed that the person booking all this is Jado. And, you know, and funny enough, he was, he was booked, you know, he booked himself on these shows as Captain Noah. You know, like, you know, like they had Captain New Japan. Well, he was yeah. Captain Noah, but he was more like, Captain, I'm going to fuck Noah. You know, <laughs> and that's what he was more like, you know, his real role. Because it made no sense. I'd watch these shows and I get angry as like a wrestling fan, not necessarily as a Noah fan, as a wrestling fan, because I'd be like, this makes this booking is shit. And these matches are terrible. And and it's it's not till they, they kind of divorce themselves from Noah, from, from New Japan, that, that Noah starts, you know, you know, getting better and, and kind of, you know, uh, kind of getting out of this kind of slump that they're in, like creatively mm. and, and financially. And it's not until like they, they hook up with Ledette and, and then now with Cyber Agent that we're seeing uh, Noah. Actually, I think, you know, you mentioned it's a win-win for New Japan. I think it's a win-win for Noah because mm. one, New Japan has just admitted that Noah is on their level. Very true. Okay. Very true. You know? Two, Very true. there is no way if I'm pro wrestling Noah, I'm cyber agent, right? There is no fucking way I am agreeing to this show unless like we have a say in booking and and we have a say is like who wins. Like I'm not saying you're gonna run, you're gonna all your guys are gonna beat all our top guys. No way. I because like they don't need to do that. They could just go, they cannot do this show and they can be fine with their business because they're they're running you know slow and steady you know Ooh. Noah's business is Nasawa's booking Noah right Nasawa yeah Nasawa's booking Noah okay I mean I don't like try not to hold that against him he's not that much better of a booker than fucking <laughs> Ghetto these days but like you know like if, in terms of a business relationship like Shinshiro Takagi who runs yeah. Noah and yeah. DT. Like he's not going into this and like getting in, you know, having meetings with, you know, President Obari of, of New Japan and saying like, yeah, oh yeah, Okada can beat all our guys. And we don't want, and so can Tanahashi, so can like Shingo, you know, like I, I'm going to say like, listen, I want at least two of my guys to, to win and I want one of your top guys to lose. And I, mm. we can have a main event in the main event can be a time limit draw. That's what like my what I would speculate like those kinds of negotiations were, were going to be like. You, you want to know, but I, I, I think that says a lot about Sanshiro Takagi, Sanshiro Takagi, because like he like you mentioned, he is, you know, ever since, you know, Noah being acquired by Cyber Agent, like now they under that umbrella with DDT and Tokyo Joshi Pro and they have those established DDT and Tokyo Joshi Pro having uh, established relationship with all elite wrestling and like you like I, I think Sanshiro he he is very much of the mindset of working with other promotions and working with other companies and sort of you know mixing everything together so I can I, I can definitely see him you know of course being like the real driving force um behind you know this Noah and JPW show um I, I think like I mentioned I think that says a lot about him and um I, I don't know if I'm trying to uh you know, not, 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 not connect. I'm not, not trying to connect any dots here between, you know, AEW or anything like that. But it just seems like uh, Sanchiro, he's just very much of the mindset of, you know, working together and everybody sort of coming out of this, getting, 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 getting some out of the relationship. Well, DDT has always had like a, a very positive relationship with with other companies. I, you know, like in and to some degree, even with like with with New Japan, that's how like Ibushi first got into to New Japan was through like a relationship like of open doors of like DDT guys working 
with with New Japan. Like so, him and, and Kenny Omega, you know, went over as juniors to to, mm-hmm. to New Japan for wrestling and won the the junior tag titles at the time. And and then from there, like they, you know, both eventually left and signed full time with New Japan. Um, I, I really think it 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 says something about. Takagi's influence, Sanshiro Takagi, that is, yeah. as, as a negotiator. But I think it's also like very, very telling about the state of New Japan's finances right now, because I do not think they even think about doing this show. Like they'll 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 throw out this idea, like, oh, it's the, our 50th anniversary coming up. We want to have, you know, we want to work with other companies. But it's always been, if you look at you know, the history of New Japan in your promotional, it's always been they want to be at a at a point of, of strength, right? The front they, runners, yeah. They they want to be able to control the booking. They want to be able to say, okay, all our top guys are gonna win. Look at their their feud with UWFI, where they basically bought the company and then they said, We're we're up. Well, you you guys are gonna go over because they're smart at first, but at 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 the end of the feud, we're gonna win and we're gonna destroy all your top guys. And that's what happened, like culminating with, you know, Nobuhiko Takata losing the, you know, the title, the IWG title back to Shinya Hashimoto. And, and like they, you know, this happened with like zero one and, and, and like with, even with like, you know, the, the match Hiroshi Tanahashi had with Harashima from DDT. Like he, he basically clowned this guy. He, and he was like the new ace of DDT after, you know, Ibushi had left basically that position. So it's, it's, you know, like this is, I think a point where new Japan has to be like, like working not from a position of strength, but a position of negotiation with, with Noah, like Noah had to like, just, I, I assume they played horrible because they, they don't need, to do this with new Japan. Like it's good for them. Don't get me wrong, but it, were they suffering, you know, terrible financial hardship because of like really bad decisions with, with the amount of shows that they were putting on. No, cause they were, they weren't, you know, overextending themselves like new Japan was this past year. So you got to think like new Japan was like, fuck, we got to do something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we got to do something big. Okay. Interpromotional and who's, who's on level with them in Japan. It's it's Noah. That's the perception among general Japanese fans, and and like uh, between t- both companies. So it's it's going to be exciting. Like now, it, the speculation is like, who's going to face who? Yeah, you you, you want to know so, so, something that you just said? Like really really stuck out, and, and I, I, I kind of wanted to bring this up. And me and you sort of talked about it uh, before we started recording. Um, like T- Tetsuya Naito had made some comments about this show, and, and we we I think we all know at this point that Naito is a He's the definition of a worker. He, he likes to get the media stirred up. He even tweets out some of the links to, to the stories that he does and, you know, gets opinions out there. But but some he said that I really think sort of blended like the, the line between the Tetsuya Naito character and his real thoughts and, and, and something specific to what you not not now he responded to you directly, but it, it just is very in line with what you said about New Japan's thinking. Or the internal thinking, I should say, in regards to this uh, upcoming show with Noah, he said, and I quote, he said, I want to be a driving force for the fans to get up from the Corona disaster through the power of wrestling that will be generated by the interaction. If that is the case, why haven't they being Noah and New Japan interacted for five years? If they really have such great power, why didn't they just have them in the World Tag League instead of next year? To me, it looks like New Japan, which is suffering from Corona, as Noah to ask Noah for help. And I wish they would have taken a more dignified stance. Um, he said they say they doing it. They say they doing it for the fans, but they, but at the end of the day, it looks like they're doing it for their own organization. 
And then he added the following and he said, I think it was a good announcement for pro wrestling uh, in terms of attracting attention. Uh, but he wishes they would have did the announcement after the uh, best of the Super Juniors of World Tag League because I don't think anybody's paying attention. No. So, what's, so what's going on with that? I know I'm not. <laughs> but uh, but, but he's, always been sm- he's, he's always been smart about like, listen, like even if it's, if it's like he's in the headlines, he's always been like, no, don't talk about me. Talk about this. Right. Don't like focus on the company as a whole. And like, especially if it's if it's like the news about him is not relevant or anything like that. And I think he's he's hit it, you know. I mean, he's not afraid because he, you know, he's the the Steve Austin basically of New Japan. He's mm. like he's untouchable. Like, what, what are you gonna do? Are they gonna fire him? No, <laughs> you know, if he's if he's you know quote unquote shooting on the situation, they're not gonna fire him. I and mean, he's always had this aspect of his character since you know he he developed the Ingobernables persona of of uh you know of his nido character so it's it's interesting that he's very upfront about this but you yeah. had like some really other like great you know comments from some other members of both promotions where like i remember i saw this meme up there where you know they're asking you know katsuko nakajima who's the current thc heavyweight champion they're asking him hey uh what do you uh, you, you been watching any japan recently no <laughs> <laughs> and it's probably true and like and a lot of people were like Taking that, it's like, hey, same same vibe. Me too. I haven't been watching either New Japan. And but it's not good. He, he's facing Kanosu, right? Oh, this weekend. Yeah, it's a title. There's a title like, versus I, title versus title. Yeah, yeah. So I, but I don't think like I don't think Nakajima is losing that match. Right. I don't think you know Kano's like a big name within Noah, but like Nakajima is a big name in in ProRes. You know, mm. he's a much bigger name. I think like if you have. Katsuka Nakajima facing off against anyone, Okada, Tanahashi, uh, you know, Shingo Takagi, like, and they have a rivalry. I I think they, I think Shingo has never won a match against Nakajima when Nakajima was a teenager wrestling all over Japan for different companies because he was, you know, under the, you know, the management of Kensuke Sasaki as his tag partner and as his, like, his, you know, more or less adopted son. In, in when they when like Kensuke had like the power to like just freelance everywhere and he'd bring Nakajima along and that's why Nakajima is the wrestler that he is because he has experience in every company including in Dragon Gate where where he had you know fought against like Shigen Takagi before mm-hmm. like when you, when, you discuss, when you mentioned some of the some of some of the matches uh or, or some of the so, yes, some of the speculated matches or some of the things that we would like to see personally I, honestly I, I would like to see uh, Go Shiozaki go against Tanahashi. I think that'd be like a cool little match, especially Go coming off that shoulder surgery. Like I think yeah, he it'd be a nice little way to sort of ease him back into you know ease him back into the ring. But I, of course, I'm see with, with Go and Tanahashi. I don't think that's that's one where it would be like this immense amount of pressure to go out there and deliver this like classic, at least, at least from my standpoint, how I'm looking at it. I think that would just be one where it's like, I'm expecting that just to be a good match. I'm not expecting them to go out there and just like tear the house down and they probably could, but like, I, I think that would be like a good thing for a, a good big comeback match for, for go, uh, especially coming off. He, I think he'd been out since March or, or, or May. So I think that'd be like a solid one for him. Like a, 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 a high tech that I have, um, I, I could definitely see something along the lines of because uh, N- 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 Nasawa he he's like he's one half of the GHC Junior Heavyweight Tag Champions, right? 
Yes, with uh, like, Ada from from uh, from Dragon Gate. Yeah, yeah I, I I can definitely see Ada and uh, Nasawa versus Desperado and Kanemaru for the GHC tag titles, and they probably do a switch. I don't know. I, 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 that, that's just like that's just like a, a random guess on my part, or right, like just something I think that'd be cool to see. But if, if there was to be any title change on that show or anything along those lines, I think that would probably be it. The GAC tag titles going to Desperado and Kanemaru. Or, or it could be, you know, the, the IWGP junior tag titles. Cause like I can see New Japan just saying, yeah, you can have them. Yeah. <laughs> you don't care. You know, hey, you know? The, the WHA, who <laughs> you, you see uh, Mudo losing to anybody on this card. No, fuck no. <laughs> no. Like, I think there is like something to, like someone speculated, Oh yeah, Sonata is gonna face Mudo, and then someone tweeted it like was at a New Japan show, and they they took a picture of Sonata, and he looked like he was crying, and I and I retweeted that, and I said, oh, Sonata just found out like what's what the outcome is of his match, this possible match with Mudo at, on January eighth. <laughs> you know, he's probably like like so my if if that's the case, Andrew, this is probably how it went. It's like you know he probably called up Mudo because like no, Mudo is his trainer, right? right. He was his teacher. Because like they were both when they were both in all Japan and, 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 you know, like Sonata could probably say, Hey, like I'm his greatest student from the all Japan days. Like I, maybe he called up Mudo and said, Mudo-san, uh, my, 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 my teacher, my senpai, how, how about, am I going over? Are you going to put me over? And, and probably Noah? No. <laughs> Where new Japan has to like, be careful at who they put in the, in, in, in the ring with them. Like, obviously it's not going to be Mudo versus Okada or Shingo Takagi right. or anyone right. like that. Like I, I can see it being Sonata and if Sonata loses to Mudo, no, it's no big deal. Like Sonata's not in the main event mix, so it, it'll be fine. Um, but that's what I would do. That's if I'm new Japan, I'm like, okay, you can have, you, you know, you can have Mudo beat Sonata. It doesn't matter. It doesn't hurt Sonata necessarily. Cause he's not in that upper mix right now. And like, he can recover from it. It's, you know, it's, you know, it's Mudo. Like, you know, people will like say, oh, it's great that Mudo is the champion, but he's, he's actually done damage. I feel to, he- to Noah's, you know, main event scene by beating all these guys. And it just hurts their image. But if he beats Sonata in some interpromotional match, it doesn't really hurt, you know, uh, you know, New Japan because it's like you're not doing you're not doing anything with Sonata, anyways. Yeah, Mudo, he's the uh, JC tag team champion with Murafuji right now, and I know he 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 had made like this. Um, it was like a they had like a, a post match. You know, you know they do the post match interviews and stuff like that. Uh, he had made this little comment. And he 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 said it in like a jokey joke type way. But like I feel like he was he was so serious when he said he was like he wanted to win the um the national title before his next birthday. And I was oh, yeah. no, <laughs> I, I I don't think he's joking. Yeah, he's not I joking. Think he's, still, he's so serious. He's you know, and it's and and Nosawa being the biggest mark for Keishimoto <laughs> in the world is gonna is gonna make us make this a reality for his hero. You know, he's gonna be like, Oh, you want you want the national title? You should have told me a year ago. I would have given it to you then. Yeah, you he, know? He, 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 like uh, Kano is the Kano is the current national champion, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they so they so they do, they doing the um unification match like you just said. So I don't think he's gonna be able to get the get, get the chance to do that. But I I I, I can definitely see uh, Mudo probably winning the GAC heavyweight title at at some point in twenty. No, not if Nakajima's champ. I don't see it if Nakajima's champion because I think Nakajima it? has enough stroke himself. Okay. Where it's like Nosawa said to him, "Hey, you, can you put over Mudo?" Nakajima probably was like, no, no. 
Like I don't. I, that's why I think like you had the transition. Like Marufuji was the transition champ because like I didn't think Mudo. I think Mudo didn't want to lose to Nakajima. Mm-hmm. You know, so he put he put like Marufuji mm-hmm. over. You know, and like then Marufuji had the match. I personally, I don't think Mudo wants to be in the ring with Nakajima because he kicks so fucking hard. <laughs> like he legit probably doesn't want to face this guy. So I like, oh no, like he he's too stiff. I'm right. I'm I'm fucking sixty. There's no way, <laughs> right? Okay. So. But but for for Murafuji, like I I think the obvious one with him is 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 Kenta. Like, oh yeah. If, 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 if you're talking about like just a just a match that's like literally right there, like you the backstory is already set. Like it's it's literally like right there. I I, I would love to see them do that. I, I remember when Kenta when he went back to uh to Noah. I think it was for Murafuji's 20th anniversary show. I was surprised as hell that WWE actually let him do that. Um yeah he I think I think he lost that match, but. Yeah, but it, it, like I, I was very surprised when WWE let him go back to Noah and, and have that match. And I think the one the match they had before, prior to that, I think it was like an 06 or something like that. I had just saw a clip online of uh, and, and Murafuji. <laughs> he had went for a moonsault to the outside. It was it was this nasty bump, man. He his face clipped the guard yep, real, yep. and, and then he kicked Kenta in the face, and then he busted him. I was like, oh my goodness, uh, uh, that that uh, elite time in pro wrestling, Noah, right there. Well, that's that's there's like so much you know legit bad blood apparently between them be, really? uh, because well because of the way kenta joined in japan he he showed up like so the the anniversary show happened first and mm-hmm. i was at that show um and then he shows up at the g1 right like for new japan and and i was at that show too and it's like whoa it's the anniversary it's the anniversary of masawa's death and Noah's Holy Memorial show that day. And like a lot of people were making a big deal about, oh, this is disrespectful to, to you know, to Misawa and to Noah itself. I, I don't believe that personally, because like, you know, that Noah at that point was far gone, removed from Misawa's Noah. Like Misawa's Noah died basically with him, you know? Mm-hmm. And like the Noah that exists today is, is not the same entity as as the Noah of like the early 2000s of like the Misawa era mm. pressing Noah. So I, I, I personally, believe that, but I'm sure there's people like, you know, on the roster who, who, you know, feel, feel that way. But like for fans to say that, especially Western fans to go on about that, it's like, you, you need to like, just, you know, like really face the facts that Ledette Noah is not the same as, as, you know, Misawa Noah. It, certainly cyber agent Noah is not the same as you know misawa noah they're 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 almost completely different companies at this point right now yeah no i i, I agree i i think that's a that's an interesting little tidbit because i i never heard that there was um uh like you know some legitimate issues right there between you know kenton if, if there is but like, i think that's an interesting little tidbit to throw in there like it, i think they they were kind of hoping that he would come back to them oh of course know? why wouldn't they and but like the thing is at the time like they couldn't afford him Right. New Japan mm. could could afford him. And, you know, but, you know, like now they're owned by Cyberagen, who seem to have like pretty, you know, significant, you know, budget work, you know, behind Noah. Like if, you know, Ken is like, you know, I'm not doing anything back here. If he ever decided to go back, I like in ring, it's not going to be as good. But like in terms of like buzz and image, I think it'd be good for him. And I think it'd be good for Noah if he ever went back to pro wrestling Noah. You, you think they're going to try to do some type of, um, like in ring angle where he's trying to like debate 
of whether he should go back to know like New Japan or like because I mean the tease is obviously right there. Like I, I think that's something like, fun that they could play around with just to mess with the fans a little bit. I think that'd be I think that'd be cool. It, it's it's so obvious that you that you like should lean into it, but uh, I, I guess that that remains to be seen. Well, I mean, we have to also keep in mind like this is is this the first of a, you know the first show of a program of yeah. a series of shows between the two companies like that that's i think the speculation about what's going to be happening on the january 8th show like what matches we're going to get is 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 coupled with like okay like what does this really mean for like the comp for either company going into 2022 mm. and you, you want to know who i would really like to see back um in noah uh is 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 uh mikey nichols and shane hayes i think that'd be cool to have them back and have them go against her so, so some team in New Japan, I think that'd be a cool little, cool little thing right there. I'm, maybe not on this show, this the, uh, you know, this Noah versus New Japan show, but but I say, but Mikey Nichols is and Mikey Nichols is still with New Japan, uh, I believe. So I think that'd be, you know, I, I think that's another cool thing, like sort of on, along the lines of Kenta, like having that um, sort of profound history with pro wrestling Noah while being with New Japan is is something that's so obvious. Like it's so obvious, like you would have to lean into it at some point. You could do a whole thing where like, if, if Shane Hayes, like he's, he's, he was cut right mm, recently yeah, yeah. that if he, you know, that if he joins Mikey Nichols in new Japan and they've reformed TMDK that, you know, they, I think like Jonah rock has been yeah. basically signed up with new Japan, right. At this yep. point. Yep. Um, so if you, if they create a faction within new Japan, which I think is very likely, um, and then if like, I, I think Kenta should leave the bullet club, quite honestly, I, I don't think bro, the bullet club is done. It's I done. mean, they've been done for five fucking years. Let's be <laughs> honest. Okay. You know that, you know, like, Andrew, did you listen to like John Way's, you know, recent talk show where, you know, where they're th- John's talking about like he, someone on his street wears, has a bullet club t-shirt. Like every time he sees them, like he even has like, like fucking like 2000, like, 19 bullet club t-shirts i'm like why would you own a fucking bullet club t-shirt you know past the you know like i i i have an original bullet club t-shirt you know what i did with that thing i threw it i i threw it in the trash when i came back from japan it's like what okay i gotta get rid of stuff oh bullet club yeah trash getting rid of this i hate the fucking bullet club bullet club is like it it, but it's 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 played out now i mean and and, it is and, and, and I, I don't want to discredit those dudes because I'm, I'm pretty sure they they internally feel like the Bullet Club is back to what it was pre, you know, the Bucks coming in and stuff like like I'm, well, well, pre before it blowing up into the into the U.S. and becoming this whole other thing. But like I, I feel like they feel that Bullet Club is at its roots now, and like Bullet Club, it, it, it's 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 not the same, bro. It's, it's <laughs> the only way you could revive Bullet Club is if like Tony Khan bought the rights or licensed the rights from mm. from new japan and said we're gonna we want to bring bullet club here but we'll give you a cut of the t-shirt sales like if i was new japan I'm like yeah we don't want to do this idea anymore we hey. want to create fresh idea but we still want fucking that t-shirt money okay you can have it you can hey. license we'll license it to you hey, wh have you seen this like house of torture stuff that you that you no. <laughs> no god no because the thought of it the thought of what they've done with show is is torture oh, enough my, bro he does not fit he does not fit in, no. in, in in that whole thing like him 
like trying to act all dark and mysterious and shit. I'm like, what, I, what is this? <laughs> I feel I feel so much sympathy for Karen Peterson. Karen is like one of the biggest show fans out there. And, this, <laughs> and I, I I could feel her fucking pain when when I hear about what's happening with him in this best of the super series. I asked her, like, is there anything I can watch? I should watch. And she's like, yeah, the show match was good until it wasn't. And I'm like, that's all you need to tell me. All right. <laughs> You know, thanks, Karen. You know, so this you know, House of Torture is an aptly named uh, unit because it's, it's torture watching this fucking Yujiro in 2021. Come on. Evil? Oh, terrible. <laughs> terrible. Like, like, oh, yeah. oh anyways. And sh- sh- shout out to Karen, man. She does great work with the uh, stardom reports. She does great work. Shout out to it, it's, I'm excited to like get, you know, to read the report she's going to do for this you know november 27th show and i'm definitely you know maybe we can uh we can do a big preview show for the uh december 29th show maybe we're gonna try to work that out on the schedule i can't promise anything folks but maybe we're gonna try to get karen on to do a big preview or do do a big review of the show one or the other we'll see what we, we can uh work out for the schedule for that but uh i don't know like so let me ask you andrew like what are your top three dream matches like and we'll say like dream singles matches that you would like to see between pro wrestling noah and new japan for wrestling uh, I, I think the obvious one probably is the you know iwgp world heavyweight champion versus the ghc heavyweight champion i think that'd be cool to see uh shingo takagi uh, versus nakajima i think that's the uh, obvious one right there uh, if i if you know oh I, I, I think another one probably that i want to see is probably uh ibushi versus uh kitamaya I think that'd be some cool. Um, and 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 the one I mentioned earlier, well, with, with Go Shiozaki versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Like I, I the, the re- like I, I saw the hit on it earlier. The reason I kind of want to see that more so is because, like I said, with, with Go coming off that shoulder surgery, I'm just I, I'm I'm very curious to see how that match would turn out because I, I feel like that's one where I would have like low expectations for it, and then it ends up turning out better than what I think it would. So I, I I'm I'm just very curious to see how how those two were sort of mesh in the ring. I'm I'm not really big on seeing any uh <laughs> any mudo matches. Um, I'm 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 just not not so in it's it. Just, it's just going to be a seven minute match against Sonata. You know, <laughs> Shining Wizard done. There moonsault. you go. Let's let's move. Uh, he's not doing a moonsault ever again. <laughs> Him and Sonata going for the the they trade off on the moonsault. Listen, but- like Mudo's doctor said. Listen, do you want to walk? You know. <laughs> Don't do the moonsault again. He told him like he regretted doing the last one he did. So I I think maybe legit he's he's not gonna try. He's a wrestler. Who knows? But like you know, um, so probably, I have to ask like, you. Oh, no, I was just gonna add like probably like uh like Ishi versus um what's that big dude man? Uh, I think his last name is Inamore. And he just he just came back like he oh Yoshiki Inamura yeah yeah dude he I, I think he had like a he had, he he tore some in his foot or something like that it's some it was a nasty injury but he like just came back him him versus Ishii would be mean that would be that, nice that, that that's something you could do I think would be fun and like you know Ishii can go over that like it doesn't hurt yeah. Inamura if he, if he would lose that match especially if they have like like a good you know ten to fifteen minute showing and Inamura gets a lot in there mm-hmm. um but i had to ask you so just to clarify so you you're you're assuming that shingo takagi is coming out of both nights of wrestle kingdom at the tokyo dome as the iwgp champion oh uh because because night two is winter faces osprey okada yeah. has night one you you, you want to know what I, I think so i think so 
You know, I, I, I can confidently say that, I think so. Because, I mean, Osprey, like... <sighs> Listen, Osprey's not winning the fucking title again. Like, yeah, I that, think Osprey is, like... I personally feel Osprey is probably, you know, fulfilling the remnants of his contract. And, like, mm. he's going to move on. Because, I mean, because I, I know I, uh, Jericho has, like, openly said that he, he wants Osprey in AEW. And, you know, I, I, I can kind of see that happening you know him making the jump over there uh but like that now that now that you say that like i mean it, it doesn't feel like that but you know i, I can definitely see something like that happening because i mean more so he's just you know over on njpw strong as the de facto world heavyweight champion you know running around with the title and stuff like that and you, i think that's it, just like a, you know like something okay he's still under contract we might yeah. he doesn't want to come back to japan right now okay we'll just let him work in the united states and like okay he can he's contracted obligated to us. So he's going to work our NJPW shows and he can do whatever else he wants, like freelance wise, like do the rev pro shows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I do think like, like he did screw up their plans. Right. So for the last, for the summer Tokyo dome show, I don't think that's something they're going to forgive or forget easily. Like, and not, not, I'm not like blaming him because like, if you know, legit, he had mental health issue problems about being in Japan during the pandemic. Okay. Like, yeah, they should have given him. And he, he had, if he had injuries, like, but at the same time, I, I don't feel like he wants to be there anymore. I, 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 I just think, and I don't think they want him anymore. That's just my gut feeling. And, and I think 2022 is going to be really interesting to see where he goes. If, if it's still New Japan, okay, that'll be interesting. But if it's to AW or, Hey, even to WWE, like they're going to need to hire some some people even after they fight because they're just firing people left right and center yeah, they, but they're gonna have, they are gonna have to like if people could become available like if they're, and they're on the level of osprey like they they would be insane not to like take them for like a three-year contract you know what i mean i mean like the thing about with wwe and i didn't to go too much into that but it's like i i don't see like why any any wrestler at this point would like even want to entertain the idea of going there because it's like you okay yeah you sign a three-year deal sign a four-year deal they could release you within one year and then that's it you know like it, yeah it, i mean it, you'd it, have to sign like a no-cut contract yeah, no-cut like, contract yeah exactly I, I think that's exactly what you had to do try to negotiate that into your deals like there's no stability in a wwe contract from a uh length or you know no long but, but you wise. know why you know why they anyone would sign with wb because they're a mark <laughs> You know, but I mean, no, like, this is the thing, look, you know, like, I firmly believe the biggest marks in wrestling are not the fans, it's the wrestlers. They're the biggest marks in the business. You know, they like to make fun of fans, call them marks and stuff like that. Yeah, you're, listen, if you're a wrestler and you, you use that term derogatively towards fans, I'm, I'm here to tell you, you're the biggest fucking marks in the business, okay? Like, I don't care if you're the you're you're wrestling for a fucking hot dog and a handshake on an indie show to like working for AW or WB. If you don't if you if you like disrespect the fans that much, you're you're you think they're marks? No, you're the mark, especially now in this day and age, if under the you know the 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 presidency of fucking Nick Khan, if you if you sign with WB and you're totally right about this, Andrew. Like I you and I can say this because we're not marks, right? We're not in the wrestling business that way. But if you're a wrestler, a prospective wrestler, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna sign that contract WB. I'm gonna be I'm gonna headline WrestleMania. Dude, you're gonna be lucky if you fucking make it to fucking Survivor series, like you know, the fucking kickoff show, okay? Yeah, but- in a year's time. <laughs> 
bro, because because they 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 do this so much. We've seen it over the past year. They didn't back the uh, post mania last year. Like they they do these mass cuts, and, and I'm pretty sure this probably not gonna be the last time they do mass cuts. Unfortunately, nope. and and it's like it's I, I think John had a um that a great not not to di- divert too much on the topic, but like I think John had a a great piece out about like sort of the free agent market becoming like oversaturated at some point and, and, and it may be not being um enough out there to you know supply to all of these different wrestlers all these wrestlers that are but that maybe have um high expectations as far as um you know paying stuff like that or or, or, or not not pay necessarily but maybe their like their rates and stuff like that as far as uh you know the independent scene goes and it's gonna be a lot it's a lot of people and then you got that on top of the ring of honor people becoming free agents like it's it, the, the free agent market is becoming it's, it's, it's stacked and i think that's a, a very very positive thing but i think uh the john's piece that he wrote i think it looked at it from like sort of like a realistic standpoint of like how i like can, can the independent scene right now support all of these different talents that's going to be hidden at once because like you got the uh the night some of them got the 90 day non-competes and you know, the, like all probably gonna be up in January, you know, so early January, early February. So I, I think it's gonna be a real interesting time, and I think it's gonna be a lot of conversations to be held. But like, we're going back to Will Ospreay, like now that you kind of got me thinking about it, I think that's a real solid point about him. Probably, you know, wrapping up with New Japan at some point. I mean, I could see it happening. Like, you know, you know how you know Osprey said in interviews and stuff like that. You know how wrestlers say like, you know, when they get somewhere, you know, I'm gonna be here for life. You know, I ain't going nowhere, and then you know. No shit happens, and then it changes, you know. So, listen, I think him and Jay White are probably fucking done with the oh, company. Oh, what's the name? Juice Robinson on his way out. Wow, who cares? <laughs> Juice Robinson. <laughs> no one cares about fucking Juice Robinson. Hey, what, what, what do you What do you think? Because I, what do you think about this? Since we kind of talk about New Japan, like, uh, yeah, of course, uh, Juice Robinson. He confirmed uh, that his contract. He's going to be a free agent in February. And he's like just just from like how he's talking about it. I don't think he's resigning, and you know he has heavily hinted at, you know, impact wrestling and, you know, Viking the t- American television style of wrestling and stuff like that. Like WH, how would you sort of sum up Juice Robinson's run in New Japan? Do you think he did all he can do? You think he peaked with the IWGP US heavyweight title run? Yeah. He peaked with like um like a certain point where he wasn't looking like a fucking idiot every <laughs> every batch when he's like doing the fucking Paul Revere gimmick thing with that with that fucking title i was like okay you are a fucking clown and you wrestle like a clown now like at first before pre you know before that okay like there's something with juice here but you know like but then he just became a clown like he just thought i'm gonna i can wear whatever i want i'll still be over Eh, no you know like at some point you you hit a you hit a plateau with like a like a semi comedy gimmick, and that's what he was. He was a semi comedy wrestler, and then you just like the whole Pulp Fiction thing, like or Blues Brother thing, like the last thing he did, really, like I don't know. I think yeah. for him and Finley, like oh yeah, Finley too. Finley they too. they they should like they should ply their trade and impact and yeah. try to do as many like in, indie dates that they can. Like I if I'm like indie promoters out there like i look at like you know you know finley and and robinson i like okay they're pretty solid tag team like they're good work they're you know like i think finley's an awesome worker 
he he's a great boon to anyone out there who wants to like become better as an independent wrestler. Like, okay. Oh, can I get a match with Dave Finley? Cause like, he's fucking awesome mm-hmm. as a worker. Right. Like Finley, Finley has the in with his dad. Right. Like yeah. he could, he could go to NXT. He definitely but, could. He definitely like, and could. I, I can see him bringing juice with him. You know what I mean? Like as a tag team, but like, who knows what the vision of NXT 2.0 is. It's just like, I, I stopped caring now. You know what I mean? Like, like I hear all these names, like what the fuck is a waste? What is the fucking name? Grayson Waller? What is that? What is with these fucking names, by the way? Like ridiculous. Anyways, we're getting off topic here. I don't want to talk about fucking NXT 2.0, you know, but with Osprey, I do think he's, he's out. I think Jay White, like, I think Jay White, I'm not a huge Jay White fan. I think Switchblade is a terrible New Japan gimmick, but Switchblade You're like could Jay be White. amazing. American, te- no, fuck no. I hate fucking Jay White, dude. You not listen to my shows for the last two years? I hate Jay White. I think he's a, I think his shtick in the Japanese wrestling setting is terrible, but in an American television setting, he could be awesome. I think like there's, there's a lot of potential that he has for any company that wants to sign him and also like himself, like to reach his true potential as a top person in wrestling as as an american television wrestler i i, I think people uh here in the states like they've been like sort of clamoring for jay white to 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 make the move over from japan like i mean he i mean when you really think about it bro he i think he's done everything that he can do in new japan yeah. he won the iwgp heavyweight and the continental u.s heavyweight title like yeah, the dude has literally done everything that there, that there is to do you know headline the tokyo dome you know like a it just feels like it would be like sort of that natural transition. Like I don't even remember back in January, you remember it was all that speculation about like, what would he show up in the Royal Rumble and stuff like that? And he, cause he, cause he, he had a, he was like, you know, it was just a, he was trying to figure out what he, what he wanted to do. I think that was like a legit decision he had to make as far as like, you know, was he not necessarily WWE, but was he going to stay with new Japan on that? And, you know, he obviously made a decision to end up staying. So, uh yeah and he's working primarily on the i I think he's doing some some of the strong shows now uh i don't think he wants to go back i don't think he wants to go back during this yeah during the you know whatever point in the pandemic we're at right now who knows like you know (laughs) we're gonna be you know in 2022 as far as travel goes and like what japan's gonna be like he has to you know all these guys they have to they have to do covid tests before they get on the plane they they have to you know they got to quarantine for you know and people think oh it's well it's lessened if you have a work visa you still got a quarantine it's not there's like a lot of hidden things that from what i understand that it's not just like as cut and dry as like oh it's not 10 days anymore it's three days it's it's there's something and there's like other things involved that you know like that makes traveling there not necessarily fun especially if you're going back and forth between america or wherever and, and and japan like especially if you're going into japan so like i can see with jay white will osprey you know like you know juice and and finley like like like, listen like if i'm tony like honestly if i'm tony khan like why you're signing jay white i have no fucking clue like not when like there's jonathan gresham out there you know what i mean like Mm. you're gonna i get jay white big big deal like i'm not excited about that but if you were if you if you were to bring like white finley and juice as a unit you know, because they all have the the legit dojo background together as in the same generation. That would be that would be interesting. I really think we're going to see a point in AW 
where you're going to see all these people who joined the first year, who, who are the initial signings, not get their contracts renewed. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. You know? like I, you, why would you keep some of these people? Like, there's, they're not, you're not doing anything with them. So no, make I, room. I, I, I 100% agree with that. I, I think that's going to be the case that, that we're going to be seeing uh, coming up in 2022. I think there's a lot of um, contract years uh, coming up next year. So I, I, I definitely think that's going to be one of the case, like one, one of the things that's going to be really interesting. Like, but I, I don't think we'll see something along the lines, you know, with Tony Khan's going to be out here releasing folks. I think he's just going to, you know, just let their contracts expire. Like, uh, you, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that we could look at the roster, the roster page and, you know, think about some names and stuff like that but you know i don't want to you know i don't, don't want to think about nobody losing their job and then like that but I don't, I don't think that uh tony is going to be like releasing folks and stuff like that you know that shit wwe does or trying to embarrass somebody or some shit like that so uh but with, with uh philly like some kind of interesting is like the, the, the first time that i i heard of you know philly sort of debating about you know whether he was uh going to de- you know stay with new japan or not was when his his father uh, was on a podcast one time and he was just like it, it, it was a situation where the Thailand's had like arrived at the they had arrived at the airport to leave Japan and most of them had tested positive for the virus and then like um like they, they, him and him and Jay White Finley and Jay White had to quarantine in Japan because of that and then you know Fit uh, Fit had said that David was just real confused at that point and and this was back in like May so like then he said like Fit was just very very confused like about what he should do next and that was even back then and i, I know mm-hmm. i think I, I think that was yeah they, they, they were still doing the impact stuff at the time finju was still doing the impact stuff so like now i i think that they've had time to sort of sit on everything and primarily being featured in impact and i, I when was the last time juice was in uh uh japan I, what was that like the was that new japan cup time something along those lines sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah man i i, I can definitely see uh those uh talents that you just let this sort of you know stepping away from japan may, may, maybe not on a full-time they maybe just keeping the situation that it is you know right now they just you know working the new japan strong shows and just having a, a agreement type thing yeah i i really think you know post-pandemic you know the, the future of like working in japan if you're a foreigner is is completely different mm. going forward and and so like, it's, you really, really have to have a passion and you really have to have a, like a really good deal with either like, and let's be honest, like new Japan is the only one bringing in foreigners. Noah does not employ any foreigners right now. Neither does all Japan. Neither does. I, I think maybe Dragon Gate might have some foreigners who live in Japan working for them. Um, like I, I think some, some Lucha guys do some stuff for, for Dragon Gate right now. And, or if you're already in Japan and you're willing to stay in Japan, then, you know, working indies is fine. But if you're like, for example, like if you're, you know, people who live in the United States and, you know, like it's okay, COVID tests, get on the plane, COVID tests when you land, quarantine for a certain amount of time, then same thing back, going back. I, I haven't, I've never had a COVID test. I don't want to get one, Andrew. You know what I mean? <laughs> It does not sound fun. It it, it, it is quite the experience. <laughs> just, and can you imagine having to do that every time you have to get on a plane to go to work and like the option is, is made available to you to not have to do that, to just, you know, work domestically to wherever country you're work, living in, you know, like I, I can see the appeal and I don't know that this is going to get better in, in the next year or two, you know, like, yeah, yeah 
who knows? But for, for me to just get back onto the topic of this, of this joint show, like for me, like I, I would love my, my dream match would be actually because Okada versus Katsuhiko Nakajima, because mm-hmm. I don't think we, I don't think we've ever seen that. And we certainly have never seen the current incarnations of these wrestlers fight face off. Um, like Shingo Takagi and, and Nakajima has happened before and I've seen it. Um, and I would love to see it again because like Shingo now and Nakajima now would have been, would be amazing. Um, so that, that happens, I'm more than happy with it, but I would love to see Okada versus Nakajima, um, you know, champion versus champion without the championships on the line. Obviously that's not going right, to happen. Right. But the other, the other match that for Okada, that would be just as interesting for me would be against Kaito Kiyomiya, who really kind of started off this whole idea of Noah versus versus New Japan because he he had challenged kind of Okada, you know, back in uh Mac in May of of uh, 2020. So it it's really interesting like if that match happens because you know like Kiyomiya has been very much compared to Okada as Noah's version of Okada. And like I don't I don't I think if they wrestle each other it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that Kiyomiya would lose that match. But but Okada would probably give him a lot in that loss and yeah. make him and make him look like a bigger star. Um, but I think if you have Nakajima versus Okada, that's more of an even footing. So like, I think that's a far more intriguing match in that, in that sense um, for Tanahashi. I, I, you know what? I didn't really give this much thought to you said it to you said Shizaki. Mm. That's like that, that would be amazing. And like, you know, like, who knows? Maybe that's something that Noah has in their back pocket for for like to 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 you know spike business is yeah. the return of Goshizaki. And if it if it happens at this show, like I can't think of a better way to 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 Bring have him back. return match. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, anything it, that, like also like sorry, I'm just trying to think like who else is like your Inamura versus Ishii match. It sounds good to me as well. But you know, like I I Marafuji for me, you know, people are like. Osprey kind of when I said I want a match with Marafuji, I I I don't know, like I don't know how good that would be to be honest with you, <laughs> but like I think Marafuji, like and Kenta has the natural thing, and Kenta oh, tweeted out like a picture of him with the G- when he was GHC champion and said soon or right something along those lines. So like he's obviously wanting to be part of this, and like it would it would generate so much heat, and I I think really the also you have to keep in mind like the 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 you know, the, the decision to have it in Yokohama, I I think there is something to that in the sense, like it is kind of like neutral ground, you know, where I, I, you know, like they're both, you know, you have big fan bases in Tokyo, but I I do think like having it outside of Tokyo is really, I think it's more beneficial to Noah to have it outside of Tokyo. And I think maybe that might've been part of their negotiation to to uh you know to new japan is like well we don't want to have it in the because tokyo dome is their building right it's mm-hmm. no it's new japan's building whereas like yokama budokan is i would say it's more noah's building these days because like they've really established a really good relationship with the, the the fan base in yokohama and in that particular building these days them and, and stardom i think so you you, you want to know another match i think would be uh i think a lot of people would be interested in saying uh prob- probably like um something like i just had it on my brain like like hayata versus uh taiji shimori i think that'd be cool see them yeah i guess i don't know i mean 
I, 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 I hate the, like these guys who are in the Rattel, like Hayata, Yohei, mm. Tadasuke, like, I don't care what they do. Like you just have a big, like, you know, like six man or eight man tag with like a bunch of these dudes oh. against each other. And then that's fine. And just have like a 15 minute, like sprint, you know? I was going to ask you, like, do you think there's going to be a lot of filler in this car? Like early yeah. on, they going to be like the, like we probably see something like uh Nagata and like Kosei Fujita versus like Tanaka and whoever or some shit like that. You, I, I, you think it's going to be like that type of stuff on the car early on? You know, I can see them bringing back Junakiyama mm. for this into, into Noah for just at least these, even though he's considered more of a DT wrestler. Like I can see like, okay, it's Akiyama and, you know, like some, you know, like New Japan, Noah, you know, young boys against, yeah, Nagata, because like there's that history between Akiyama and Nagata and Akiyama really with any of the, of the third generation guys. Um, yeah, I think, I do think there's going to be filler. I think it's probably going to be like scheduled to be like a four, five hour show. I, and I, I think there's going to be like, you know, like I, I think if you don't have at least three, like, top line matches especially and like top line singles matches like you're kind of like screwing the pooch kind of you know what i mean like if especially if this is gonna be the first of, of many then you need to like give the fans what they want they want to see singles matches then then don't don't screw them out of that and then you know del- if you can have and then you have a series of these things over the course of the the next year or so then you know then you have the filler stuff Right. And in smaller venues. And then you build towards maybe next year's Tokyo Dome or something like that. Who knows? But it's interesting. Like, I do think like, you know, New Japan is probably also in negotiations to to, do stuff with with all Japan because they're both going to be celebrating their 50th anniversary this coming year. So that's that's a natural tie in. And I, I think, you know, they can have a much stronger position of power over all Japan these days. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. I I do think we're going to see something from that. but yeah, I, I really am curious to see what the, the, the outcome of January 8th is, what, what we're going to see happen on January 9th or 10th, like as far as a press conference or, or announcements go. Yeah, I, I definitely think they got some some stuff to pull out the bag for this show. They're probably going to have a couple of surprises, like as far as, far as match turnouts and stuff. I, I don't think they would uh, come together with this show without you know having some like and you you made like a good point earlier like it's no way that this show just came together like on a whim and like this is like some last month type stuff like it's no way like i like i I think that this has been probably been in the works for a while and like as far as uh you know the match turnouts uh, (laughs) i i i pay to be a fly on the wall (laughs) to hear how some of these like things get discussed and debated because i'm pretty sure both sides got they uh, you know, their own stuff they want to protect. And, you know, it's probably some things where they're like, you know, okay, that's cool. But yeah, I, I definitely think it's going to be something interesting to see, man. And um, yeah, I think a lot of people going to be tuned in. I, I I think a lot of people are more invested in this uh, than the actual like Tokyo Dome shows as of this moment, just because of the pure curiosity of it all. Oh, definitely. I And, you know, it's going to happen on Abima TV. It's going to be a pay-per-view on Abima TV. And it's not going to be shown on either New Japan World or on Russell Universe until a week after after January 8th. So, but I've been told that like each each uh, platform will have their own English commentary. So like, mm. you know, Kevin Kelly and Chris Shalton are probably going to do the, the, the English commentary for New Japan World. And then uh, Stuart Fulton and, and Mark Pickering are going to be the, the commentators for the Russell Universe broadcast of this of this particular show. So it'd be interesting if you want to rewatch it, like maybe on, uh, you know, like you'll watch 
the, the New Japan World version of it, and then you watch the the Russell Universe to see what the differences are, if the camera angles are different, but definitely like what the commentary is like for for this. Um, I think it is going to have English commentary from uh probably from it, it is a new japan show so it's probably going to be kevin kelly and chris chalton um and maybe in a third person um with them on on like the live feed of this on abima tv who knows but i i do believe there's there's definitely gonna be english commentary for this and probably from the new japan side so keep that in mind um uh so yeah and just so kind of final word about the the broadcast is that i am slated to watch this sometime on January 8th Eastern time at, at Mr. John Pollock's house hey. <laughs> with, with Mr. Wei Ting. And we're, we're going to do a review show live from post post wrestling, you know, the post wrestling base in, 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 in Toronto. There you go. Look, look at that Break, breaking news on the, on, on the podcast, man. Look at that. Look at that. Y'all should, y'all should go video, do video. Oh, we'll probably put it up on the, the YouTube and, uh, you know, people can can uh, have to sign up for the. Uh, yeah, you just have to sign up for the cafe, right? Yeah, for, for that. So that's not going to be free. You're not going to see me free <laughs> on the YouTube live for free. You have to sign up for the post wrestling cafe. See, see what I see what I did there, Andrew. I'm like, I'm always trying to hustle for these guys. You you you, you, you big time in the big time in the post marks, man. That's right. And by the way, speaking of hustling, go get the post Perez T-shirt. Go get. <laughs> The long and winding road T-shirt. Go get the you know Bushby and Thompson T-shirt hey, over at postwrestling.com at store.postwrestling.com because it's fucking Black Friday sale, twenty percent off this whole weekend. Okay, until the end of uh, Sunday here Boom. in Toronto. Look at that. Or is it Monday? Is it Monday? Look at that. You you you're a pure, pure professional, man. Look at that. Oh man, this is like this is. There's no there's no accident. The way Tink picks me to be his uh, <laughs> regular fucking you know like uh, podcasting partner for these MCU shows. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> by the way i i gotta i gotta take care of some business i gotta i do gotta shout out to uh natalie cookney thank you for ordering the post press t-shirt as long as the uh, pollock offsets tink t-shirt thank you so much for your for your patronage and uh you know if you if you you know instagram that please uh you know tag us so i can see like uh if you're wearing that sh- and the, the shirts and you want and you're proud to wear them if you if you're on instagram put on instagram put on twitter let us see those shirts. Show everybody how great they look on 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 you, and and if you want to put them on your dog, show how great they look on your dog as well. I, I I do have one of those shirts. I think I sent you it. I do have one of those. I Listen, I I wore your t shirt. You know, you and Martin's t shirt at work one time, and someone asked me, "Oh, what's that?" I go, "It's a podcast about wrestling." And they're going, "Oh, people podcast about wrestling?" I go, "Yeah." Well, I'm going to give it a listen. Okay. Look at that. I, so I don't know if they ever listened because I never saw them again, but like <laughs> I was wearing the t-shirt and they said, I'm going to listen to that. Okay. Thank you. They like the artwork. So, you know, we're, we're, we're bringing in, bringing in the listens, man, the, the viewers, the, the people, I appreciate it. WH that's a, that's, that's love right Hey there. man. Hey man. We're all part of the same team slash family. We're, we're more legit family than anything in the fast and the furious franchise. Okay. <laughs> hey, look at that. Do you think that, uh, New Japan Strong is way more interesting than what's going on in like the home base, New Japan. What? Well, well, yeah, because there's no fucking house of torture in New Japan Strong. <laughs> well, and and guess who's guess who's not booking New Japan Strong? Uh, Ghetto or Dick Togo. So <laughs> yes, it's way more. I I like it because I think they have a strong base. 
yeah. of core wrestlers from the LA yeah. dojo. And then they bring in a lot of really like kind of exclusive, you know, like indie talent that like primarily works for them on a national basis. Right. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like, I think actually, I think, you know, they're way, they've been a way more interesting product and, and, and promotion than like, you know, the, the now defunct, you know, ring of honor. Well, people say, Hey, that's, they're not, they're coming back to VH. <laughs> I got a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn. If you believe that's happening. All right. Like final battle, they should just title, you know, they should title this final battle show coming up, Andrew final, final battle. <laughs> Jeez. Bro, but you, you, you were, you were nowhere with, um, New Japan. I, I, uh, Rocky had actually, um, and mention this, and I, I think it's, I think if, if Rocky can make it happen, I think it'll be a massive get for uh for for New Japan Strong and and, and New Japan uh the, the 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 main main program as well. He 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 wants to get uh Shane Strickland in in, in New Japan Strong. I think that I I, don't, like, I, I we, we I'm not I'm not even getting all, all that, but like I don't know what the fuck WWE was thinking when when they when they let that dude go, but you know. He, he he you know he's going to be able to do his own thing now but i, I would love to see him in um in strong but i i i, I very 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 much believe that aw is probably going to try to make a play for that dude so i, oh, yeah. I don't know how long he's going to be on the i think tomorrow. they should bring like even though like you know like the other guys are green like just bring them all as oh, you bring all the whole, no, you're about the whole hero yeah bring them all in because i think you have an opportunity to, to make to make stars, you know, like pick up the, you know, like, you know, what, what's, what's the phrase, what's the, what's, what's the phrase I want to lo- use? Like, you know, like make some lemonade from these lemons that like these some, guys got, you know, WWE, like they barely squeezed. Yeah, no, like, like there's like, you had a potential to have like the next, you know, shield white family with this group or next undisputed era. You know what I mean? But they, 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 they had, they had potential to create a, See, it's very rare in professional wrestling where you can have a hip hop group that's not like some corny ass shit, and it's not oh, like yeah. like some white dude like rapping to the ring with his hat backwards and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. Like, Are you talking about Grandmaster Sex A? <laughs> oh, don't don't do that, bro. He passed away. Don't do that. I don't do that. But, but I'm what I say? But, I don't do what. I oh, 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 like oh, oh, But 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 besides besides that, like like it's always like some uh like some corny ass like white dude like with his head backwards and like you know saying like yo 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 some shit Listen, like, that. like there's just... no one i can't i can't mention that's not dead you know what i mean I... that kind of gimmick that you're talking about these days so, <laughs> but, here's uh, the thing like like i think you know again we're, we're veering off topic but that, yeah. this is why this is why i like having you on we, we talk we can talk about a lot of things and it still relates to japanese wrestling but just quickly like i'm tony khan I, I I hire all those guys because you know what AW is missing, Andrew. It's they're missing a significant African American contingent of of talent on their shows. Mm. So, Maybe and I think having all of Hit Row come in there would 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 help alleviate that problem that they have. But yeah, I think yeah, Shane Strickland is a, is a no brainer. Like you know, Keith Lee as a name is a no brainer as well. Oh, well, no question, man. Keith Lee that, that that's like the most obvious, like obvious one to me. Like he. he I, I put him in Strickland like neck and neck, but like Keith Lee just like slight, just ever so slightly. But I feel like Keith Lee is like the most obvious, obvious get man. Like I, I you know, like, again, WWE. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know what the what just the just don't is. have like Kenny Omega trying to hit him with something, and then he grabs his hand and says, <laughs> "I am limitless." 
Let me and you talked about that, bro. That shit was ridiculous. Uh, pa- pa- pandemic era's uh find one one of the one of the finest moments from the pandemic era of wrestling, man. One of the finest. Was moments. my tweet? <laughs> yeah, that, that, hilarious, bro. But uh, uh, well, so 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 one one thing I kind of wanted to uh talk to you about. If we we had briefly touched on it before we started recording. I want to get your thoughts on it. Um, was, was, was Zeus his contract? with all Japan is expiring on December 31st. And then on the next, the following day, he'll be beginning his duties as president over soccer pro wrestling. Uh, they haven't, the last time they ran a show was in July. And before that was February, 2020. Um, you know, he's Zeus is ch- trying to revive this promotion and make it a, you know, a weekly type thing. You know, he told Tokyo sports that he wants to run shows at, you know, universal studios, Japan, you know, around noon, uh, noon time. And, you know, he wants to, uh, you know, make it like a family show and all that type of stuff. I'm just curious about your thoughts about, you know, Zeus making a decision to leave all Japan pro wrestling and try to, you know, start his own thing. I think it's, it's very telling that he saw something like kind of in terms of like how he was going to be used in the future to, to make this decision. I, I don't think running your own wrestling promotion in right now is necessarily a good idea. You know, um, Universal Studios Japan. Okay. Um, I think that's just ambitious. Like, and that's probably a goal he's setting for himself. Like, is that going to happen right away? I don't think so. Like, I, I used to go to like back in 2000, my first time living in Japan, I used to go to Osaka Pro Shows because I, I lived in Osaka at that time. Mm-hmm. And it was, yeah, it's a very, it was a very, it's kind of like a variety show. And it was like very heavily lucha based because it was run by a guy named Super Delphin, who was, you know, originally in Michinoku Pro with the great Sasuke. And then they had a falling out and he took a bunch of, you know, Michinoku Pro guys to form Osaka Pro. And, and, and it was a lot of like serious wrestling in there, but also like a lot of characters, a lot of like kind of kids characters, like monster characters and things like that. And, and they had a lot of really talented wrestlers in there um whether zeus can recapture that i don't know what the talent pool is in like the the kanzai area which is the the prefecture and area like uh, surrounding osaka includes osaka includes includes kobe it includes like kyoto and place like nara as well like to to draw from and to kind of build a roster because i think more than anything else you need to build a roster of mm-hmm. regulars and and develop like you know a a roster that fans are going to want to pay money to see in close space in during a pandemic still. And you can't really charge that much money. I, I think to, as a start, like he's adopting, he's basically adopting like an established brand, but an established brand that had kind of like, you know, kind of withered over the last 20 years or so, you know? Mm. So we'll see. Like, I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting from a point of view of like, what did he see or didn't see for himself in all Japan anymore that he thought I'm going to do my own thing or, and like, does he, does he have a plan beyond like just saying a lot of shit that a lot of wrestlers say when they, <laughs> when they start their own ventures? No, I'm not saying that derogatory, pejoratively. Like I'm just saying that as like, you know, most wrestlers are, are carnies, you know, like, especially if they're the promoter, they, they get into carny mode and it's like, you know, that's just, just being a carny which is fine. Like that, that's like every other wrestling promoter out there, but it, it'll be interesting to see like, if there's any traction to Osaka pro and, and yeah, like I, I think there's a lot to Zeus. I think he's a waste of talent in all Japan. Like, and he could have been doing a lot more in the company. So, Hey, you know what, if he can do something with Osaka pro more power to him. 
you 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 think there's a there's a possibility of a soccer pro being a feeder system for all Japan? I could be part of it, you know. He could maybe just like I'm tired. I'm tired of living in Tokyo. I I grew up in Osaka, so I'm gonna want to go back to Osaka. Mm. I, that's that's entirely possible as well. Or if he still lives in Osaka and then he just travels back and forth on the on the bullet train, maybe he just got tired of that. Who knows? Like yeah. like again, like we'll find. I think things like stories like that, Andrew. We we find out like maybe two three years from now. You know what I mean? Like mm. what the real story is. So yeah. we'll see. His sort of like thinking behind it, he was like, uh, he said he's like aiming for the family. He was like many like people from all Japan. They love professional wrestling and like the fans of New Japan are like young people. And, you know, the the women, they love Dragon Gate and DDT. And he was like, you know, Osaka Pro, they like trying to market towards family and, you know, kindergarten children and junior high school and all that type of stuff. Dude, when I used to go, so I used to go to the, the Osaka Pro shows that were at this place called, it's named, it was called Delphin Arena. It's not an arena. It was just named after, you know, Super Delphin, the promoter at the time. And it's this place called Festival Gate in a part of Osaka called Shin Imamiya. And let me tell you something about Shin Imamiya. That place is sketchy as fuck. <laughs> All right. Uh, WH, we got to catch our last train to get out of Shin Imamiya to go to a better part of Osaka. Oh, shit. I don't want to miss that train. Because, like, one, I don't want to take a cab because it's expensive. Two, I don't want to walk anywhere in Shin Imamiya because it's sketchy as fuck. So there you go. Uh, sort of another topic. Uh, sort of going back to DDT, we had talked about it earlier. Like, what, what do you think about uh, Sanshiro Takagi saying that he wants to establish a DDT USA or DDT World, like in the states? Like, you, you do like just from here. I, I'm, I'm curious to see how how much of a fan base there is that that's invested in DDT enough to want to buy a ticket to go see a show here. Well. Well, I, I I think I tweeted out something with that, like retweeted that announcement. It was like, well, he's a little too late because it already exists. It's called AEW. <laughs> yeah, AEW is DDT USA. It's the American version of DDT. People might say, oh, it's the American version of New Japan. No, it's not. It's the American version of DDT. Okay, you look, if you compare like up and down the show, what do they most resemble? They most resemble AW most resembles DDT because that's that's what you know Ken Chan wanted to turn New Japan into a DDT promotion and they and you know didn't happen so now you know he gets to do that he's trying to do that with AW and for the most part like a lot of the roster a lot of the card looks like a DDT show there's like your serious wrestlers and then you have your comedy wrestlers and then you have like kind of in between just like DDT you know so. Yeah, like I, I think Takagi trying to break into the American market right now. No, dude. Like maybe try twenty twenty three. See what see what the world is like. See what the American wrestling landscape is like. Because like you know, WD has really like first they're they're hoarding all this talent, and then they release all this talent, and it and it fucked like the world scene. It fucked the UK scene. Yes. It fucked it fucked Japan to some not so much Japan. It it they tried to fuck Japan, but like Japan's too strong and and Lucha Lucha Mexico was too strong. Like that those are but it fucked the United Kingdom no, scene UK and it fucked the US done. and it and it fucked the US indie scene. And but now they're like just release all these people and it's kind of fucking the scene now because like there's there's no there's no places for people to go. So like I, I, what I think, you know, to some, a point you made earlier about like all these talents, like, and 
John's article about, you know, the, you know, like there's no, the market is completely different now yeah. is because WB ruined the market and like the pandemic that didn't help either. So mm. I think you're going to see a lot of people like give up being full-time wrestlers, get, you know, like nine to five jobs and become weekend, weekend wrestlers for the most part. Mm. That, I, that, that That's, that's something interesting to think about, but like, yeah, most of uh, going back to like the DDT thing, like I, I'm, like I mentioned, I'm just very curious. So, like I, I see people tweeting about DDT on my timeline, but I'm like very curious to see like how how much of an impact you know DDT could have to to the point where people would be like, hey, I want to spend such and such on the ticket to go see this DDT show and like you know the venues and stuff like that. It, 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 I, I think more so uh, to arguably just you know probably spitballing some ideas, or maybe that's a legit idea that he's you know he's legitimately trying to throw out there and you know probably has had conversations about but i'm just interested to see how they would sort of map out this sort of expansion into the u.s i think that'd be uh something to look at but like you you mentioned wwe and you know j sports announced that uh, they are no longer going to be carrying raw smackdown so you know people in japan don't have to sit through raw she's uh very envious of them so that, that that's that partnership is over on december 27th uh that it's been going on for uh Thing over two decades now uh they, they they still promoting you know uh wwe japan and uh the, the wwe uh did wwe shop japan on the instagram and all that stuff so like all that stuff is up to date it's still promoting that but yeah j sports will no longer be carrying raw smackdown anymore so uh, well it's probably like you know japanese wrestling fans like like most american wrestling fans were like what is this shit on my tv i'm not watching this crap <laughs> and they're probably their fucking ratings probably plummeted to J Sports was like, yeah, well, like I mean, their business. If like yeah. something's not drawing ratings for them, why would you carry it? So that's probably the you know until I'm proven wrong, that's what I'm going to go with. Like, like J Sports was just like, hey, the ratings suck because this product sucks and no one wants to watch it. You know, when was the last time you watched the episode of Raw? Fully? Yeah, <laughs> for three hours. Two thousand fourteen. Damn. Like, I can't watch. I can't. I, you know, here's the thing. To be fair, I can't watch most things that are three hours long, Andrew. I'm certainly not watching this garbage. <laughs> like, you know, like I, I will watch. I don't even watch Raw in bits and pieces anymore because I think most, like, most, I'm just listening to John Way talk about it. And I'm just like, that's not like, I'm glad I didn't watch that, you know? Like, SmackDown might sounds like it might be a little bit better. I, I have no desire to watch most WWE. Like, they, 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 they have lost me almost completely now because of what they did to NXT. So mm. I knew there was a point where it's like, I could still watch NXT even with like the Shawn Michaels drama club, you know, dominating the main event scene, right? Like even with all that bullshit happening in that company and that brand with that, like there's still stuff I could, I could still enjoy Now they've pretty much taken all that, all that away from me as well. So it's like, Hey, I'm fine. I'm fine with watching my hands of the McMahon family and like, you know, here's, can I just tell you, I have not given Vince McMahon a single red cent in the last 15 fucking years. And I'm proud to say that. Oh, How do you watch uh, WWE then? Oh, you know, like I trade logins with my, some of my friends who have WWE access. You know, there you go. So, there you go. There you, you go. Know, nothing illegal about that. They get, they get access to some of my logins. I get access to some of the logins. These are all, and these logins are all paid for. 
There you go. There you go. Right, 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 rifle man, WH. There you go. I believe in the trade trading and bartering system, Andrew. Not just gross. I'm not a. I'm not a huge supporter of just gross capitalism. You know what I mean? <laughs> I respect it. I respect your opinion. But uh, like, so, so, so something. Uh, you 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 mentioned Kenny Omega, and I, I think this is a very uh interesting sort of conversation to to be had. I I don't know if you had the chance to see uh the article or, or hear the podcast but rocky romero was on the um the battleground podcast and he dropped like this big piece of information like randomly in the middle of a conversation like i don't i don't even think he realized he what he said he was just kind of talking and he said that it was actually kenny omega who reached out to new japan uh a while back to get kenta in the aew and he was just like basically the gist of the conversation was like um, you know, he kids Kenta and Moxley, they were doing their thing on New Japan Strong, and that was like more so of a New Japan Strong type thing. And uh, you know, he said, uh, he said he said Kenny reached out and it was just like, Hey, you know, I got my thing going on with Mox. Um, you know, it'd be cool if we can get Kenta come over there because I know you doing you guys are doing your thing with Kenta and Moxley. And Rocky said that was like a big step for New Japan, and and he, you know, made sort of mention that, you know. New Japan felt some type of way about the way Omega left and they weren't happy about it. But he, he said that just the sort of the internal feeling of Omega reaching out was a big step in the, in the right direction. And I, I, I know when that uh, started to get around, people were kind of re- really excited about the, um, the potential idea out there of Omega and, and New Japan collaborating, considering they, like, cause, cause, oh, Kenta was there. What was that like in February when he was in AEW or something like that? It was that was early this year. So, yeah. and so if they've been in contact and Kenny helped facilitate that, I, I think that's what made people excited because of the time gap between when that actually happened and where we are now. So, if they've been in contact this whole time, is you know, I, I think that's that that's something that's going people that's going to stick with people for for a while until we actually do see, uh or if it'll ever happen to him possibly returning to Japan or something along those lines. I just think that was a, it was just an uh, interesting piece of information that, uh, that Rocky dropped out there. I, I think the idea of Omega and New Japan working together is a lot more feasible because of the pandemic. Um, mm. I, because New Japan is not, isn't, isn't at, a, at, at its peak strength anymore financially. Right. Um, I think if there was no pandemic and New Japan was like New Japan in 2020, 2021 was like New Japan of 20, 2018 and 2019. I don't know if that would, those overtures from, from Omega would have been as readily accepted per se. Um, and also he, I, I think also Harold May not being the president of New yeah. Japan is also reason why like those conversations actually took place i think if i'm speculating here but my feeling is that if harold may was still around he would not have you know like gone gone along with it he would have i think a lot of like the the, you know my understanding my speculation of my speculative uh feeling and understanding of the the aw new japan kind of cold war that happened when AEW started was that you know a lot of it was like you know feelings of like you know feelings being hurt on on the new japan management side from particularly with with harold may 
And, you know, people speculate one of the reasons why, you know, like his his presidency ended was because like they wanted to take the company in new directions, maybe even possibly because of like wanting to kind of open up negotiations with with uh, with AW or whatever. I don't know if that's true or not. Who mm. knows? But, you know, like I, I do believe that if he was still there, like you probably wouldn't be seeing at least not to the extent that we have seen the relationship between new Japan and an AW kind of blossom this past year. So, you know, take that for what you will, but mm. yeah, I, I, you know, definitely, you know, Omega wants to work like the thing with Omega, like, I think he wants to have his cake and he wants to eat it. He wants to have his, his power and influence in, in AW and be on American television and, and be a top star in America. And, and he's achieved that. But he also wants to, you know, go back to the country that he became a star in. The, he wants to wrestle in front of the fans that I think he genuinely, you know, loves performing in front of, mm-hmm. and and be a star on, you know, on on in two different cultures and in two different markets. So, yeah, I can see him like just saying, like, yeah, let's do it. Like, I I think for the most part, like, you know, I'll give him credit. I think he's a very smart business person. You know, like he's he's very savvy. I think he's proven that in his career in the last 10 years. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me that if, you know, Rocky Mero is telling people that publicly, maybe he did let it slip, who knows, but maybe it's all like, I don't know. I find it hard to believe Rocky Mero would let something yeah, like yeah, that slip. Not, 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 yeah, not, not, not slip per se, but more so like, it, it, it was just like, he was talking really fast and it is just like, you know, he just hit it. So maybe I, I, I don't want to say slip. Like he just like let that fall yeah, out. Before. I think I think he knew exactly what he yeah, said. I think yeah. I think Rocky's one of the sad. Like, listen, if you want to have any kind of career, it, like you know, like model yourself to have a career, like if anyone in wrestling right now, you you'd want to be like Rocky Romero. That guy's <laughs> got fingers in fucking almost every pie. That's not the WB. Yeah. He got he got his hands in impact too a little bit, but not not, not more so on the uh, any creative thing. But like, yeah. But, well, matter of fact. Not not well, not creative, but like he's helping facilitate the new Japan talent that's coming in the uh that's coming in the impact at, uh with Hikaleo and you know so some of those guys that's over there. So yeah, Rocky got his hands and everything. But yeah, but yeah, with Omega, I mean, it may, maybe it might not even have as far as New Japan side. Maybe it's not even just a thing about Omega and sort of open that door. Maybe it's just New Japan, like hey, let's do business, you know, and let's just leave listen. If 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 they want to bolster their business in you know 2022 especially for like say the g1 like things open up more in japan and they can have crowds like bigger crowds capacity crowds in in buildings and he's willing to do it if he's like healthy enough yeah and and omega wants to do it like yeah if i'm new japan of course i say hey do you want to come for the g1 and do we want to build something for wrestle kingdom 2023 Mm. i mean i i i don't want to I don't know if I necessarily want to watch it. Like I'll be keeping an open mind about it, but if I'm from a business point of view, of course you want to do that. Right. Like I, I think you, but you, I think you isolate it to, to to Kenny and not necessarily bring in the bucks or I definitely don't bring in fucking Cody, you know, <laughs> you know, like that's no one wants to see him back in fucking new Japan. Like, you know, Omega's a different story. Like Cody, Hey, let's bring Cody back to Japan. No, fuck. No, don't bring that fucking guy back to Japan ever again i don't ever want to see his influence in that company like, would you would you now want to see uh man nick jackson back there matt nick jackson no i never i never enjoyed their work in, in new japan like maybe they had like one or two matches that i thought were good but they they were too goofy for me it's like this is not this is not strong style 
to me, this is just, um, they, they're trying to turn the junior division into PWG. And I was like, mm. if I want to watch PWG, I'll watch fucking PWG. I don't want to watch it on New Japan TV. I don't want to watch it in Cork and Hall, you know, with like all these wrestlers that I enjoy watching be serious wrestlers. It's, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't interest me. Like I, I, I think, you know, like their, their, their style of their characters are things I have zero interest in. I, I don't enjoy their style of wrestling. So, you know, no, I don't want to see them back in Japan. Like if you said, Hey, red dragons coming back to new Japan. Fuck yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm down for that. Hey, young bucks are coming back. Nah, I'll pass. No, I'm not interested. Thanks. Yeah. Red, red dragon. That, 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 that reunion might be coming sooner than we think. So that's a, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's a, that's an interesting thing right there. Cause uh, yeah. Kyle O'Reilly's yeah, I, I, contract I supposed to be expiring I, in if, December. If I'm Kyle O'Reilly, listen, if I get coffers from from both AW and New Japan, I, I go with, honestly, like, I think AW's packed right now with WWE adjacent people. Mm. I I go I go to New Japan. Like, uh, we're going to, and like, if he can get a spot as a heavyweight, okay, like, I think the, the sky, the sky's the limit. For Kyle O'Reilly, if mm. he can get a position as a heavyweight, which I think they would do because he's XWB, even if it's just you know primarily through NXT, mm. and I I think his style of wrestling would I think if he never left, he would have become a heavyweight. He would have been pushed as a heavyweight. I think he would have got Zach spot, mm. you know, in the company. I think in mm. the, the kind of push that Zach Saber Jr. got in the company would have been something that they would have slated for for Kyle O'Reilly if he stayed and never went to NXT. That's interesting. I never thought about that. That kind of, that kind of does make sense when you really think about it. But yeah, uh, O'Reilly, like I, I, I think the world, Kyle O'Reilly is a wrestler. Like even um, me and Martin, we had went back and um, reviewed uh, PWG Black Hole Sun, and I think he headlined that show with Ricochet, and then had a match with uh, Roderick Strong right after. And o- o- O'Reilly is like he is like such a complete wrestler, like just from an in ring standpoint. So yeah, I, I would love to see him back in New Japan. Uh, he also needs possible. to divorce himself. He needs to divorce himself from 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 Adam Cole for for a while. So you think, you think so? Yeah, I think you know, like they 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 they've been too tight at the hip throughout most of their careers. Like, and it was fine in NXT. Like the you know they played off their their indie run and their ROH feud and things like that. But I I think for him to like really make a name for himself to be on par as terms of stature with adam cole he has to make his own destiny and forge his own path mm. somewhere away from adam cole and i think that's why another thing would be like i think he should go to to new japan if that's if that's on the tables for him yeah for sure uh just, just an, uh quick note like uh, another guy who i would like really like to see uh in japan and he he's already sort of um getting set up internationally uh he's gonna be in the wxw 16 career gold show uh tournament is a uh, bit music would love to see him japan yeah definitely like here's the thing though like everyone says new japan new japan new japan i'm hoping at some point noah you know just says okay I'm, we're gonna we're gonna start booking foreigners again yeah. and and like there's now there's a plethora of talent out there that you can book and it and you're not like kind of like scraping the bottom of the barrel you know per se. Yeah. like you, you there's a lot of quality talent out there that you could bring over to to fill out your cards and it's almost like like i said earlier like it's almost like new japan has has like the kind of lock exclusive lockup on like using 
foreign talent in Japan right now. Um, so I, I think it, it's really interesting if, like, you know, Cyber Agent as an entity wants to bring in talent to work both, both NOAA and DDT and even like, you know, TJPW, like there's a lot of, you know, female wrestlers out there that could like, could totally benefit from working like, like a tour with, with like uh, any, any kind of like company in Japan, especially like if it's like of a stature of like Tokyo Joshi pro wrestling. So yeah, I think there's, 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 there's a lot to be, there's a lot to look forward to, like, potentially in yeah. Japan for like American talent or, or UK talent or whoever, wherever you're from, if you're, if you're a foreign wrestler wanting to do some stuff in Japan. So, so, so on, um, on, on something you just said about like, you know, pe- people primarily looking at new Japan is like sort of the destination for wrestlers who have gotten released from WWE or, 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 or exiting in other places. Like with, with Noah, they were supposed, have you had the chance to see Ninja Mac wrestle? Uh, I, I've, I've caught like clips, you know, clips of him. Yeah. And like, I think I've seen one quote unquote match with him. I, I, I like he's, he's, he flips a lot. I, I don't think he's a much very, like, is he a good wrestler? Like the kind of wrestler that I like to watch? Not really, but he, he gets over with the, with, you know, the indie fans. It's fine. You don't know, you know, Noah was supposed to bring him in. They were going to bring him in. Like he, he was like, for like, oh, like legit was about to, go like be with Noah on like a full-time basis and then like the uh pandemic hit and like things sort of got scrapped but he, he but he's um like they they from from what I've heard from him like it, the way he sort of worded it, it it's it seems like him and Noah still have something in place so it seems like it's just a matter of time like they're just trying to find the right spot for him to come in but yeah he's going to be in pro wrestling I, I'm interested to see if you still like do the whole like ninja mac thing or he'll like try to take on like a different persona i think that'd be interesting i, I think you can well i don't know like ninja mac's kind of a dumb name to be honest with you but <laughs> um like hey you know i can't think of anything better you could do if you want to become better as a wrestler than to work in a dojo especially like the noah dojo you know like you look at like the wrestler that zach saber jr is today is because of his time in noah you know like Chris Ridgeway before the pandemic was like online to become a really top tier in ring performer because of like, he was like doing so much work and doing, doing so many tours with pro wrestling Noah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, th- he went back to, to, to escape the pandemic being, you know, locked down in Japan. Um, so yeah, like if Ninja Mac is saying like he, he's got a relationship with Noah and the, things open up he i totally like for his sake yeah great idea go and like just the 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 amount of talent that you can work especially veteran talent that that is there that you would learn so much just being in the ring with them every day for like two weeks straight oh yeah like such invaluable experience to that i think that's really the benefit of working japan is like you get to work with veteran talent and you get to work almost every day And, and then when you're not working you're, you're training in the dojo, like perfecting your craft. So, I, I mean, like, I think like one, like Jonathan Gresham will like say to tell you, Oh yeah. My time in zero one, like wrestling almost every day and training with Hidaka in, in the zero one dojo, like was like, like such a, you know, like such made me the wrestler that I am today, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that's, that's pretty much all the, uh, all, all, the, all the stories I, I had on, um, you know, for the sidebar outside of, you know, the big, yeah, you know, you know, you know, 
yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, like there's lots of tournaments going on, tag tournaments. I'm not watching them. Like, I, <laughs> I just don't like, Hey, like right now, here's the thing. Like people have asked me this, like privately, Andrew, like, why, why don't you care WH about watching this? Like, listen, they don't care. <laughs> mm, no, no, hey, you, you want to talk about the promotions. Yeah, the right, promotions right. don't right. care. Right, right. When they when they start wanting when they start caring about some of these cards and some of these storylines, then I'll care and I'll start watching again. But right now, it's, it's just kind of like I I really feel people in, in promotions in Japan are are kind of like in this placeholder position, like that their status is like we're going to see what the the early part of 2022 is like, and then we're going to start focusing on all these storylines that we have. But right now, we're just going to kind of cruise along into the end of this year. And then, and then we're going to see where things happen, you know, where things are in January, February, and then we're going to pick up the pace. Like, that's why I still like stardom because like, they're not, they don't think like that. They think we're going to have, we're going to try to do, put our best foot forward now. And then we're going to reap the benefits in when things do open up. And I think they have a better, better sense of how to conduct their business as far as, as far as my own personal interest in, in, in wrestling products go. Yeah. Well, so, sort of um like just the like you mentioned the tournaments like the the just for, just for me like even just covering covering stuff that 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 that's primarily like how I like there there are a lot of shows that I watch like I primarily keep up with like the American independents like you know close to like IWTV and stuff like that and then seeing some of the GCW shows and like it, it's a it's a bunch of good stuff going on in the independents right now uh in the, in the states that I like tuning into but like as far as um Japan goes like specifically uh new japan like the with the best of the super juniors going on in the world tag league this is probably like the one time i can remember where i've like been completely checked out on best of the super juniors and tag league like i i've like not seen a single thing like i, I keep up like I, I know what's going on that's because i cover it for the site sometimes like when i do the results and stuff like that that's how i'm able to stay up to date and know what's going on and who's uh leading and stuff like that but it, it it just feels like a real um draft spot and it's not just it, it like it's it's not interesting in the slightest to me right now to me the most like the most interesting thing in japan is, is stardom i i think as a top to bottom product it's it's the most interesting for me booking wise and in ring wise but after that it's probably like you know like the main event scene the main event you know top tier level of noah i i think is is still really compelling but one of my favorite things this year is the the you know the the big Japan wrestling strong title a championship being held by Takuya Nomura, who is like one of my favorite wrestlers, and like he finally reached the pinnacle of the promotion that that he's been in for all of his career, and like he's just had match after match, but no one talks about big Japan, so no one really you know except for the most hard, ardent hardcore fans are talking about like what a great fucking wrestler and what a great title reign. Takuya Nomura is having like I I want to take this time and say like hey go check out like it's out there like if, if you know you can find Big Japan Wrestling you don't have to pay for their service but you should pay for their service but there's like things like that that are out there services out there that you can watch like Takuya Nomura's like title title reign um uh, in Big Japan Pro Wrestling and it's really good stuff especially if you like hard hitting wrestling okay. That's that's what Nomura provides and like what I sorely miss in like some other companies that exist in Japan right now. You say so you talk about Big Japan. Did, did you uh what, what what did you make about um 
Drew Parker saying he was uh departing Big Japan cuz like the the way the way he the way he spoke about it it sounded like he was done with Big Japan and and in in their tweet they said that there was a uh it was a temporary temporary thing and they said that he's returning to his native of Wales but Drew Parker is like set for like five GCW shows next month in the states I I like I don't know too much about the situation with Drew Parker like I think maybe he he hit the pinnacle of what he was going to achieve in Big Japan and maybe maybe like if I'm Drew Parker like I'm saying to Big Japan hey can I get a raise hey can I get a little bit better of a better deal than what you have me on right now in terms of money maybe in terms of like you know, like health insurance and shit like that. Mm. And maybe who knows, maybe things, these are things that like were a sticking point. I don't know. Like I'm just speculating here as someone who right, used right. to live and work for a Japanese company, a couple, in fact, over in Japan, these are all things that you think about as a foreigner mm. living in Japan. And, but I can see like, also like, like, you know, GCW is the, the hottest independent company Man, right now. And they, and they, then they if they, if they are showing interest in him, and saying, hey, we we want to bring you over. We want to give you bookings like every show, and we're going to pay you this much money. Maybe they, they, you know, will help you like move over here, you know, like try to help you with the, I don't know if they can, they can help them with a visa or anything, but like anytime, if you want a place to stay, we'll hook you up and shit like that. Okay. Like if I'm Drew Parker, like Drew Parker is going to make more of an impact and make more of a name for himself working for GCW than he is staying in, 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 in Japan, working for big Japan, which is, you know, like basically a glorified indie, like it's not the best situation with the pandemic still over there for any company, let alone, you know, like an, an indie, you know? So I also think like, you know, you're, you're, you're wrestling death matches. Like you really got to be wanting to like get paid more money to do that bullshit. So. <laughs> Yeah, you, you wanna know what? Like, the, I, I, I really enjoy death matches. I, I, I don't know why. I, I, I just, I just really enjoy seeing people do that to each other. Like, because no, because they, they, they legit take pride in that. Like, and I, I, I just think that's cool. Like, and Drew, bro, Drew Parker, he's only twenty three years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he been in Big Japan for like the what past three, four years now. Like, dude is like. Uh- Two, 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 three, two, three years, yeah. Two, two, three years around that, so, yeah. around that time. So, yeah, for him to be twenty three years old and to have been able to garner the experience that he's had, and now he's making the decision to obviously leave, and you know, like I'm pretty sure it'll be no problem for him to get bookings. Like, it's because I think he did, he did the GCW show uh, over the summer. He actually defended the Big Japan uh, Deathmatch title in GCW mm. over the summer. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, Drew Parker, Drew, I think Drew. He he he's he's one of those guys. He he kind of reminds me um, of like uh like one of those death like guys that are primarily known for their death match stuff, but they are really great technically. And it, it, you know, it's so to be cool to see him mix it up and you know do do some different stuff. But yeah, Tupac is leading Japan. Yeah, I think I think he's just gonna make himself a bigger name wrestling in America than he would staying in in Big Japan for wrestling. So he hit a ceiling. You know what I mean? He won their death match title. And that's, that's awesome for him. Like, but that, that only will take you so far in, in terms of like your, your position and and the spotlight that'll be put on you in Japan, because, you know, you know, deathmatch wrestling is still kind of a, a niche thing. Whereas like, you know, GCW is the hottest thing outside of AEW in American wrestling. Mm. So, and he's getting offers from them, 
okay, I I'd be if I'm him, especially if you if you want to be deathmatch wrestler, like go to GCW. If you're gonna, you're probably gonna make a bigger name and and make more money potentially, like than you will staying in Japan. There you go. There, there you go. go. Yeah, but I, I think it's interesting. Good for him, you know. Like it's not my thing. It's not for. It's <laughs> I, you know, you, you, and uh, you know, Benno, aka Deathmatch Richard, can Good like Deathmatch Richard. <laughs> go, 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 go. You know, like love it all. It's fine. I, I don't care if people like. You know, deathmatch wrestling. I, I, it's not for me. But like, but at the same time, don't don't get on my case for not liking it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let me let me not enjoy it. Okay. People get on you for that. I some people are like, why don't you like it? Them years. It's like, cause I don't think it's good. I don't. I like. I if I criticize someone for liking it, it's, I'm more, I'm more or less joking because I I like to get that kind of reaction from people. You know, <laughs> like making fun of the, like what they like. You know. You know, yeah. uh, but no, am I, do I seriously have like less respect for Benno or, or, or Joey Bay or you because you like that? Fast wrestling? No, no, I don't care. I don't Bro, care. Like, great. I, 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 I never think like shit is that deep. It's never that deep. <laughs> it, it's never that serious. Bro. It's but, like AEW. Like, like, I don't care if people like AEW. Like, that's great. I, I kind of envy people who, who enjoy it as much as they do right now, because like, I wish I was that passionate about a wrestling product. As much as people are about AW, you know what I mean? But it, was, it is what it is. Like, okay. Like, like I, I, I always find it funny when people are trying to convince me that I should like it. It's like, I'll, I'll like what I like. You know, if I like it, I'll like it. If I don't like it, like, what does it matter to you? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I, see, I had, I, I, I had my um, Twitter just pulled up right now. I just uh, saw the tweet for it. I sort of, uh, I, well, I forget it. It just, it just sort of reminded me. Got a Io Shirai leading her War Games team on the fifth, December fifth. It's gonna be cool to see her. She's probably gonna do some crazy shit off the cage or something like that. Moon saw like she did last year. They they had put like a trash can on the top of her head, and she did like a like <laughs> like a back body drop off the top of the thing. So yeah, it's gonna be cool to see Io, man. She always turned up turning why, up in the studies. Like, why is she still matches. there? Why is she still in NXT? Because <laughs> I be honest with you, but I, I I genuinely do not want to see her. On the on the main roster, I, I don't think it's gonna turn out good in the slightest. I, I, you know what I mean? Like she should have left like a year oh, ago. Oh, 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 you mean like leaving? Uh, well, I mean, I, I don't. No, I, don't I mean know. like 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 graduated from, oh, from NXT, right? Oh. You know what I mean, like like no. Do I think she would have done well on the main roster? No, but right. like I think she has ambitions beyond NXT. You know, I think yeah. she looks at Asuka and thinks I could be like that. I'm just as talented. I could have been like Kyrie. You know, I could have done better than Kyrie did. On, on main roster like I, I i think like you know she like if she gets cut in the next round or or the the rounds after that like i'm not gonna be surprised and probably might be you know like hey here's the thing she comes back to japan she's gonna be a massive fucking man star. oh my god dude like she 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 i i i think the impact that she could have in, in in Japan if she were to make a like a full time return. Cause I'm I'm pretty sure she's gonna be in like like fucking demand like in the States as well. But like if, if you know if that I'm, I don't first of all I don't want to lose a job. And if I'm pretty sure not not one of us saying here saying we want to lose a job. But just you know talking about the idea if she were like even necessarily not anything of being cut, maybe she just don't end up resigning or something like that. But like I, I, I just the demand that she would be in and it like she she because like her coming from that having that WWE 
you know, label behind her and then having the success that she has had in NXT, I, th- I think that'll do wonders, you know, for, for her popularity in terms of, uh, you know, returning, returning back to Japan. And like, maybe a main roster run probably would help that, but I, 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 I just don't have like the, the faith in WWE main roster book. And I, I don't feel like they don't know what like they're doing with anybody outside of no. Roman Reigns right now. So, you know, but I'm just saying like, she, she should not be in developmental anymore. That shit is know? full. That shit is full blown developmental right now. Like yeah, it's totally developmental, and is you know, but it could it could be worse. She could be like pretending she's not reading the teleprompter, but she actually is reading the teleprompter. You know, like someone else who's graduated from from NXT. <laughs> uh, you don't know who I'm talking about, are you? You talking about Aaliyah? Yeah, talking about Aaliyah. I think I think that was just a bad camera angle because like, no, no, but, no, but because they they showed like the full like the person who posted that clip cropped it. So like when I looked at the full clip on YouTube, like I, I well, may, but I, let's see, may, I don't know because maybe she was looking at something off to the side, like we could just see that. But like, it, listen, it, it, like, it so 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 I I tweeted that because I thought it was hilarious, <laughs> and then and then Way like responded and said, uh, you know, like it's 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 uh, like you're saying it's making it's cut to make her look bad. So I watched the whole thing, and I'm like, okay, that's she's not reading, she's not reading. Now she's reading the last part that is cl- that, you know, that's originally clipped. She's reading. Okay. And it's like, that's a weird camera angle. This is, and I'm like, dude, this is the same company that makes people watch TV behind their backs over their <laughs> Like, of course they're going to have her read a fucking teleprompter. That's at a bad angle. This, I don't, I don't put anything behind this company, you know, like they're, they're doing all kinds of stupid things to make their quote unquote superstars look like, you know, original, but you know, like how many times have we seen that, you know, people watching tv from from over their shoulder that's that's not natural angle either you know what i mean but anyways like yeah like i don't think that should be yoshirai's lot lot in life in wrestling like go to AEW, go go back to japan like you, you she'll do she'll be far 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 more successful in that sense but uh, maybe yeah. on that note maybe we'll we'll wrap it up i, I think we've gone over the the time that you and i said like, yeah, oh we'll make it about did. this time we but that, that's what happens when you and I get together here, Andrew. Yeah, I tell you, WHI, again, man, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, I, I hope everybody who's listening to this enjoyed the audio. I, I, I feel like we touched on most of the, some of the major stories uh, in Japan. I'm glad we got to that in the early part so people didn't have to uh, wait. So they, so they didn't have to wait. So me and you, uh, uh, we just had our like, conversation or type of topics. But yeah, uh, I enjoyed the conversation. I'm, I'm excited for the New Japan Noah show. Um, I, I definitely got to start getting back into uh, some of some of the big Japan stuff because I do enjoy some of the uh, deathmatch stuff, but I, I, I got to get back on. I haven't watched in a while. I'll I'll uh, I'll send you some links. Look at you, <laughs> nice <laughs> nice guy, nice guy. <laughs> uh, I, I I like yeah, links to to to, to, to the like big, legal, legal logins. Yeah, to their to their service. That's yeah. right, that's right. Like I actually have a legal login for for their service <laughs> that like you know we'll we'll talk later. <laughs> Anyways, uh. But yeah, so Andrew, like, let's plug. Like, you've you've been really busy. You've been this is like your third third show on on post wrestling this week. Let's tell people where people can find you, where else they can hear your wonderful work. Yeah, they can uh, check check everything out at post wrestling. Man, I did a podcast with Braden Braden Harrison this week. Uh, very very funny podcast that we recorded. Tried to make the best out of uh, of an NXT episode. That was um, it was something. 
And um, yeah, we, we tried to make the best out of it. And I think we did. Um, you know, I, I did release the podcast uh, this week with Martin and we had uh, Sid from uh, True Hill Heat, SP3, as everybody knows him. Um, and that, that was when we covered ROH Final Battle 2005 with Kenta and Low-Key Main Event. They beat the shit out of each other. Very, very fun match. Very enjoyed that. Uh, and then and now I'm recording with, with WH Park and we're back post parade. That's right. We'll, we'll, and we'll do this again in the future. You know, it's funny. It's like John was like, hey, you want to record Thursday? I'm like, dude, MC later's coming back. He's like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like any other night. He's like, no. Sorry. And I'm like, okay. So I thought, who who can I get? You know what? I haven't talked to Andrew in a while. So I I, I contacted you and you were more than gracious enough to, to join me tonight. And I, I thank you for that, sir. No problem. No problem, man. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, again, I I didn't mean to drag this podcast as long no, as no, no. I thought I, 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 I thought I thought we was I thought we was legit gonna go an hour and then this and now it's fucking one in the morning. So, so Oh, you're right. No, it's okay. Hey, I don't have to I don't have to get up at, at 8 a.m. It's okay, no problem. <laughs> No, I listen, it's always fun talking with you. And I, I think, you know, I think our last show or the first show we did together was got a lot of positive feedback. I know like some people contacted me, like, was like saying like the, they say we have a natural chemistry. So like, I take that as, Oh, look at that. That's nice. Look at that. That warms my so, heart. That warms my so, heart. So go. like, I, I think people will enjoy that this show as much as they did the last one. So, uh, but yeah, like you can listen to me uh, on post Perez usually with John, but like sometimes with Andrew, sometimes with Karen Pearson, sometimes with Joey Bay, sometimes with Dylan Fox. Uh, we're going to, we're going to be, uh, you know, opening things up maybe in 2022, Andrew, who we'll see what happens with this show. Um, you can also hear me on the long and winding Royal road. And uh, I just did an episode looking at uh, one of the greatest six man tag matches from Cork and hall uh, with uh, the great Jamesy. He came back to do that show with me and we got a big show planned for the, the December episode of long and winding Royal road. I'm not going to say who my guest is, is for that, but it's going to be a fun episode for when we, when we eventually record that and release that uh of course you can hear me every week andrew doing talking about the the marvel cinematic universe on disney plus with our good friend waiting the the president of the uh Aaliyah anti-defamation squad uh <laughs> you know but uh, i don't hold that against him we're still friends we're still we're just gonna hang out and watch uh spider-man no way home when it comes out uh in person uh and Shout yeah waiting Good man. Wei Shout Ting. out to Wei Ting. Yeah, we we just uh, released our episode about looking at the first two episodes of the new Hawkeye series, which has been really fun so far. Uh, and uh, you know, I, you know what? I can't wait to have to talk about this with with uh, brother Nate Milton because, like, I've been watching his. I've been looking at his Twitter, and he's like, it seems like this show Hawkeye is like his favorite MCU show. So, like, so I can't wait to to talk to him about it on MCU later in in the near future. You want to know what's funny? Uh, before we get out of here, I saw my first Marvel movie yesterday. <laughs> my first Marvel movie. I don't really? Know, I, I don't know what it was. I, all I know is I saw Batman and Wonder Woman. That's all I know. And I enjoyed the shit out of it. It was good. I thought I, I was not expecting to be as good as it was. So there you go. So are, my you, first are, you, mar- are you, are you, are you tro- trolling me? That's not Marvel, dude. <laughs> uh, that's not. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, there, there you go. What a way to end the podcast right there. Oh my God. Now you're going to get as much like uh, comments as, as John did when he's like, he didn't know that Steve Rogers was Captain America. <laughs> <laughs>
I didn't know that either. So, so I know. Are you being serious or is, are you are you being facetious? I can't no, tell. No, I'm, I'm being dead ass. Like, <laughs> but I, I've never seen a Marvel. I, I I thought that was like a Marvel movie. I was like, oh, this is cool. But you know who's gonna be who's gonna be spitting his coffee right now? Ooh. This fucking rich fan from Personal <laughs> Torch. He's gonna be like, what the fuck? <laughs> right now i guarantee he's i mean when this when this episode is released two hours after it's released i'm gonna get a dm from rich he's going is that is that is that guy playing you is that guy for real and i'm like hey man you should dm him so maybe you're gonna get a dm from rich fan i mean i'm gonna ignore it let me just ignore it but no shout shout, 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 shout out to rich man rich a good dude shout out to rich you know you know rich rich and me we're like like two peas in a pod as far as the comic book stuff goes you know so like hey shout out to rich he 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 doesn't like my slandering of the x-men cartoon but whatever i don't care <laughs> I, I i i legitimately thought wonder woman and batman was fucking uh, oh, my, Mar- <laughs> oh my god i andrew like i don't care if you like death matches or not but now like maybe i i can't ever record with you again i don't know this so, might so, be it so, so so on that note wh you want to send us home uh, yeah, I, I'm, so, I'm so shocked right now. Anyways, <laughs> thank you, Andrew, for joining me to the, this 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 month on Post Perez. Uh, maybe, hopefully, next time it'll be uh, me and John reuniting uh, for for Post Perez, and and definitely for the uh, the New Japan Noah uh, review show. That'll be fun, probably with with waiting, probably on YouTube. Look forward to that in January, and uh, yeah, and see you later, Long and Winding Royal Road, and like various appearances across the podcast landscape. I, I'm very popular in the UK. I don't know if you know this or not, Andrew. <laughs> I'm very, very popular in the UK. So um, according to, you know, our friends, Benno and, and Martin Bushby and, and, and JP Houlihan and, 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 and Gareth over at, at the Graffle Spotlight there, they're telling me like my popularity in, in, in the United Kingdom is, 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 it's definitely higher than NXT UK, but that's, that's, that's <laughs> like, you know, so so is pretty much everything else over there. So, anyways, uh, until next time, you know, like I'm just gonna say thanks, to Andrew. Thanks to everyone for listening. And until next time, I'll say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>